You are now tuned into the Boxing Bros. I'm Katie and I'm here with my co-host. What's going on, everybody? It's the Commissioner Trill Dollar Bill. And apparently this is no clue G. <laughs> and you know, it's the TV. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, if you've been living under a rock, then you're probably not aware that Alexander Usyk dethroned Anthony Joshua last night in a heavyweight extravaganza. Um, and if you're new to the boxing roles, you're probably not aware that G stated that Alexander Usyk had no chance. He was Ukrainian soup. He's just a little cruiserweight who came to heavyweight and had no power. These are all things that were said by the man formerly known as Conspiracy G, now dubbed No Clue G. G. What did you eat last night, and what was your reaction to uh, the fight? <laughs> Apparently, I ate a slice of humble pie. You know, so shout out, shout out to you, Yellow Claws. I, I seen the meme; that was cute. You know what I'm saying? But um, I, I do like to apologize to Alexander Usyk. You know, I, I disrespected. I thought he had no place in the heavyweight division. You know, I thought he was heavyweight food. Come to find out, this dude's like the Jon Snow uh, of heavyweights. So I was I was humbly surprised. Man, listen, man, it's, I feel like I should I should disrespect AJ for this, but nonetheless, man, I'm gonna say this. I just hey, I have to be honest, man. Usyk, that dude's just a great fighter, bro. Like I was highly impressed at the things that he was doing. Hey, I'm being real. I'm being real. Hey, y'all understand? I feel like low key, yo, he's like an excellent poker player because when he fought Chisora, I was like, this dude gonna get mopped. You know what I'm saying? And then this dude went Super Saiyan three on us, and I'm like, damn, son. Like, yo, it seems like AJ has no answers. There was like maybe like a few rounds, but I was like, all right, yo, AJ's doing something. You know, like, so I was like, all right, cool, but. The way he was moving, like this dude Southpaw, he always had excellent like uh, feet placement. Always stayed on the outside of AJ's uh, left foot. Always had the advantage with the leads. He was throwing jabs. This dude would lean right and throw a jab from a left angle and still would catch AJ. And I'm like, yo, fam, what is going on? Then after that, I'm like, all right, AJ can see those. He started switching them up. He went. Combinations, throwing one twos, one fours, lead hooks. Yo, in the tenth round, this dude did a leaping right uppercut and connected on AJ. I'm like, yo, how do you process that? Like, so to me, I don't want to hate on AJ because I get it. Like, you're going up against a guy. Like, anything you throw, he's trying to hit you back with a counter. And even if you like wait and just wait for him to try to assess what he's about to do, he has so many things to his arsenal. This dude was. Throwing jabs to his stomach. He'll lean down, like, do a squat, thinking that, yo, he's going to the body, and throw a jab up to AJ's face. Like, the dude was just doing too much. So, I get it. It's like, yo, AJ just was outclassed in that fight. Like, And the only thing I felt like, yo, AJ, please just try to bully this dude. You can't outbox this guy. Stop powering with the jab, these pity pads. I get it. Like, yo, I don't want to get hit with a counter. But, fam, you got to make him respect something. This dude Usyk was just man. It was it was honestly I would say this. I was highly impressed, man. I haven't been impressed in a heavyweight fight in a long time. I'm gonna be real, like I'm not even joking. I'm giving him his full credit 
because, like, to me, I was like the only one on this panel when uh, AJ Ruiz, the rematch, they all were saying like it was a master class. To me, it really wasn't. I just felt like Ruiz didn't come to play. Usyk came to play, AJ came to play, and then Usyk just outclassed AJ. I literally had to score 116, 112 for, for um, Usyk. And that last round was just, it, it was clearly one sided, man. And I, I'm just happy, man. AJ's alive. You know what I mean? He's okay. <laughs> no, <I'm dead. laughs> Yo, listen, at, at first, I'm going to be honest with you, the first couple of rounds, like I gave AJ the first round. Then the next three rounds, I gave it to, yeah, because like the first round, it's like, I'm going to give it to the champ if the round is really close. So I gave AJ the first, but two, three, and four, I gave to Usyk. But in my mind, I'm literally watching those early rounds like, no, AJ's just playing with homie. It ain't that serious. AJ's playing with his food. AJ about to turn up. Then I believe the sixth round, I believe AJ did like come back, right? And AJ started like, like he wasn't um fighting off the back foot. He 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 made his presence felt. And I was like, all right. And it seemed like uh whatchamacallit, Usyk was taking like his, his, the pedal off the gas, he was slowing down. So I'm like, yo, AJ, this is your opportunity to really, really hurt Usyk. Like he did, and like he hit him with uh two body shots in that round. And I was like, all right, AJ, keep going. Then AJ just started slowing down again. So I was like, yo, what's going on? Right. But then uh I believe, hold on, you know, I even gotta go through my notes, man. Listen, well, in a later segment, I'll, I'll break down other things. But I'll say this, man. Congratulations, Usyk. Like, and I'm not even joking, man. Listen, it's hard for me to be like, yo, respect to somebody when I'm expecting them to lose. But the way you beat AJ, you earn my respect, bro. Like, you literally, my pound for pound number one. So, salute to Alexander Usyk. And you'll be all right, AJ, man. You, you get him next time. Just a simple question before we move on. Is Alexander Usyk Ukrainian too? <laughs> oh, nah, nah. Yo, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. I was at Shaw's with Stretch. Literally buying ingredients to to make Ukraine uh uh, uh borscht soup, right? Yo, literally, I'm not even joking. I literally was gonna have a bowl of borscht soup eating while we talk about these segments, and I just wasted my money, man. So <laughs> I should have bought some jollof rice or some some fish and chips. But hey, man, you know we all we all fall short, man. You know we what's that song? Uh, I forgot that that churchy song, but we fall down when we get up. We fall down when we get up. Hey man, Gee, man, you ain't been getting up, up. though. So I'm, <laughs> get up. I'm gonna get up during the trilogy, man. I think. All right, we'll see. All right, now we're gonna turn it over to a man who has been in stern contrast to Kaspiri G. In fact, he's defended Usyk several times and try to explain to G that skills pay the bills. This is chess, not checkers. When G brought up power, he brought up the fact that power is in everything. Power is irrelevant when you're dealing with skills, and that man is none other than Trill. Dollar, Bill, what was your reaction to the fight? This was not a battle of the physiques. This is a <laughs> battle of the minds. And that's exactly what it was. Um, everything I've been saying about Alexander Usyk, um, I'm not going to take up too much time on this segment because, you know, we're going to... Do your thing, brother. You said your floor is yours. Do your thing. 
we're going to dive. We're going to dive into this. You know what I'm saying? And G touched on a lot of points. Um, but y'all know how I feel about Alexander Usyk. Everything that I've ever said about Alexander Usyk, you've seen it last night. Um, before, you know, I'm going to follow the Boston ball here. All I'm going to say right <laughs> now, I'm going to say right now for this segment right here, I just wanted to say um, happy 12th year anniversary to Alexander Usyk and his wife. Congratulations. I think that that is awesome. And I think that that was a great prize last night. That's a great gift to your wife right there, okay? That's a great anniversary gift. So I just want to uh, shout out to them both. Happy 12-year anniversary. All right. Oh, Ned the TVE. Uh-oh. Tell the truth, Ned. Man, listen. <laughs> you know I don't usually score fights, but I was scoring rounds. And I had AJ winning after the eighth round, man. Like, you know, it was Usyk came out strong in the first round. AJ, AJ combated that in the second. Then Usyk came out strong again in the third. AJ combated, like, neutralized whatever Usyk was doing in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and then the seventh. Usyk wobbled him. And G tried to act like the slip was like a, like, like something spectacular. I was like, yo, AJ really slipped trying to maneuver that, like, get out the way of that punch. But, the seventh round, AJ, um, Usyk really wobbled him, but like, like, stu- like, made him stumble. But that, that, that was not too crazy. Then the eighth, AJ really showed, like, I'm here, I'm heavyweight, I'm the heavyweight champion for a reason. And then ninth, tenth, eleven, it was just like, it was just something, something different. Like I, they, they were throwing blow for blow. It, yep. Like those are really toss up rounds for me. But I'm like, if like, yo, tell the truth, man. Now you told, I told you. Keep that same energy because I wasn't gonna expose you. You what said nine, ten, eleven went to AJ, fam. Now you no, I said they were toss up. No, I said they were toss up. I didn't say they went to AJ. I said they were toss up after the eighth round. They were toss up rounds right there, and then whoever like that twelfth round was going to decide uh, who won this fight. How many and rounds who, did AJ win? Five before that. Before that, five. And I'm saying. AJ had, I, 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 like, they toss up rounds, but I could give one round, like, I could give like, the knife, like, they toss up rounds. I could get the knife, the tip, or, like, or the, no, nah, I can't get the 11th to AJ. I get the 8th, 11th to, uh, Uzi, I give, like, the knife to AJ. I say AJ could, on paper, win six rounds, but that 12th round really decided to fight for me. Isn't the knife round when Usi busted up AJ? And, AJ busted up. Usyk. So how could you give? I'm just saying. I think like if there was any round, you definitely couldn't give AJ. Yeah, they both left that round bloodied up. Yo, the ninth round was close. That was the ninth round was close. Yeah, the ninth round. Which was the ninth round? I got the ninth round to Usyk. I gave Usyk the ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. There was one round where Usyk busted. That's what busted AJ up. AJ was bleeding out. No, Usyk was busting, yeah, bleeding yeah. out the eye. I gave 9, 10, 11, 12. I gave to Usyk, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I, gave I, 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 I could be wrong because I only watched the fight one time. But now I, you were right, bro. You was right. I think the ninth right. round right was when he busted him up, right? 9, 10, 11, and 12. Yeah. I gave to Usyk, man. All right. I, I thought I thought it was I thought it was pretty pretty. I mean, well, we're oh, getting close. The seven. The I'm round. saying it was close. Man. It was a close fight. If and the twelfth round happened, and I thought AJ was gonna really like, ah, you know what he do? Stick the tongue out like, and then he just get to working, and he just came out just throwing his jab, trying to like, he like he was there. Usyk caught him slipping. Like, what was it? It was the eleventh round. AJ had Usyk on the ropes, and Usyk hugged him. When Usyk had AJ on the ropes, Usyk let them hands go, and like that's that's what you need. You gotta let your hands go when you got your prey again. 
How many rounds did AJ win? I still say AJ won six, yo. He won one in the nine, ten, or eleven. Like I don't know, like like you know, I gotta rewatch this fight one more time. But he won six rounds. He won six rounds. But the twelfth round, he won one in the nine, tenth, or eleventh. Yeah, he won one in the. Like, you'd be like, yo, you could get out of AJ. That that performance is not like like AJ really held his held it down. Sorry, bro. He lost the last four rounds, bro. <laughs> Listen, the twelfth round. AJ, AJ excuse my profanity. AJ got his ass whooped. I I, I say that like if, if it, the rounds were reversed, you got AJ still got his belt. So AJ let his, if it was AJ Usyk on the ropes, AJ let his hands go and Usyk's like, oh damn, I can't take all this power. Over, but AJ let Usyk catch him and let, let the hands go on him. And then I swear, I was like, damn, yo, my man oh, really lost his but, crown, yo. But, but just be back, baby. You know, that was actually the seventh round. Seven, yeah, I just, I just saw, I just saw my scorecard. It's the yeah. seventh round. Yeah, because you know what's funny? Right, if you rewatch it, while this was happening, Roy Jones was saying uh, that Usyk can't hurt AJ, and AJ was smart to take the steam off his punches to keep up with Usyk. Once he said that, Usyk just hits this dude with a straight left. And had AJ wobbling. I was like, damn, son, bro. It was not wobble, stumbled. He stumbled and he got right back to it. Whatever, whatever. But you know, it was a great fight. I would love to see the rematch. I can't wait for the rematch. You know, it's going to bring a lot of anxiety, a lot of anticipation. Like, Usyk, welcome to the heavyweight division. Yo, you really came. You came to party. And I I hope you you let it it rock out. You let it rock out last night, yo. And I'm proud of you, yo. I'm, I'm a big fan of you. I'm a big fan of AJ. I can't be mad at these fighters. They they're warriors. It's a gladiator sport, and they gave oh, us a yo, good fight. Can I ask you another question. What's up, G? Real rap. What were you doing during the fight? One, two, three, four, five. Feet. Well, no, no. <laughs> what were you doing during the fight? What were you doing, and why were you doing it? Wow. <laughs> hey, okay. Don't let this dude push you around like he was rocking yeah, with Usyk this whole time. No, he's talking like, like he, like he, was, he picked Usyk, like he knew Usyk no, was a dog. No, Gee, no. you would you would have won That's talking right. smack I'll about Usyk. I'll take all of that. Yo, okay. Ned, what were you doing during the fight? Keep I was out in the streets of Red Dance playing some Call of Duty. <laughs> My man was literally playing Call of Duty during the fight because he. I'm out here trying to catch some. You can't train bodies. RBG, <laughs> I said it. Respect. I thought you wasn't gonna keep it 100, man. I respect you, Ned. <laughs> All right. So, like, for me, when I look at this fight, it played out the way I expected, but it didn't end the way I thought it would. Um, I thought Usyk would show his boxing skills. I thought he would give a good account of himself, but I thought AJ would land punches to slow him down and eventually be able to take him out. But kudos to Usyk. Like, Usyk, and, and, and when I say the fight was playing out that way, I genuinely believe it was playing out that way. <clears throat> Excuse me. When I look at my scorecard, I gave AJ three rounds in a row. I gave AJ um, the fourth round, the fifth round, and the sixth round. But then the seventh round, Usyk came out. And this is when he bust AJ up. And this is what I believe happened in Usyk's mind. Usyk said, it's now or never. He felt the fight swinging. He felt that Anthony Joshua was starting to do better. And he felt like maybe... It was going according to script. 
And Usha came out in the seventh round to make a stand. And when he made that stand, he bust Joshua up because G's talking about it. Roy Jones was sitting there talking about, oh, yeah, you see uh, now Joshua's taking a sting off his punches and now Joshua's bringing it to him. And you can see in Joshua's body language from uh, the last few rounds where he had done well, he was feeling better about himself. And then Usyk just came out and put the hands on that man. And like from that point on, it was as though Usyk was more confident and Joshua seemed to lose his confidence. And it was in that moment, the seventh round, is where I believe that Anthony Joshua lost the fight and Alexander Usyk won it. Because that was the round where Joshua had gained some momentum. It seemed like, okay, this fight is going to go according to script. This is what most of us thought. Joshua would stop him late. And Usyk said, hell no, nah, that's not happening. He put his foot down and made it known that I am going to go out on my shield and I'm going to go out to fight. And for me, what was disappointing to me I didn't see AJ take a stand like that. There was no round after the seventh where I felt like AJ came out and said, I'm, I'm, the fight's changing this round, I'm losing this round, but there's no way in hell you're not going to know that I'm AJ, the heavyweight champ, and I'm going to put these hands on you. And a lot of what Usyk was doing in that ring is what you expect, great foot movement, countering, timing, boxing, savant. We, we knew this about Usyk. Um, well, knee, trail, other. Most of us knew this about Usyk. So, I said Usyk was a fast rapper. I just didn't know he had the power with him. You know, you know so I. Power is not everything. I don't think um, it was power net. I think it was just the volume of punches that was frustrating AJ. It's about timing. It's I keep trying to tell everyone this. You land the per the perfect punch at the perfect time. It hurts more than someone loading up and hitting you partially here, partially there. When Usyk was hitting AJ, he was hitting them clean, flesh, perfect. It's about timing and the speed. You don't you don't see it or even if you see it, it's so fast you don't have enough time to get out the way. That's the stuff. That's that's what hurts more than power. That's why when people talk about Floyd Mayweather and they're like, oh, he doesn't have no power. Great. You got all the power, but you're not going to touch him. He's going to touch you all night. So good. So great. But you're, but you're the more powerful guy in the ring, though. So great. Um, well, well, all is said and done, I felt like Anthony Joshua fought the wrong fight in that fight. And we'll get into that um, a little bit later. Um, but in terms of what Usyk did, I wasn't surprised. I always felt like Usyk would beat Joshua on points. If it went the distance, there was no way I could see um, AJ winning. So I thought AJ would do his best to stop him, um, and he just never he just never stepped on the gas. And I was shocked to see in the seventh that the person who stepped on the gas and was willing to make that stand to like let it be known, like if anyone's getting knocked out tonight, it's not going to be me was Usyk. So um, that was, that was to me, that was the shocker. The seventh round where Usyk made the stand where it's like, yeah, someone could get knocked out tonight, but it ain't going to be me. <laughs> the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is did Matchroom slash the zone, and we'll add Sky Sports in there, um, in the fight early to save AJ. And G's going to uh, set this up for us. Wait, before we press play, 
Oh, as you can see, yeah. As you can see, I counted six, but it might be seven seconds, you know. So, all right, so you just saw, um, in the 12th round when AJ was against the ropes and clearly in trouble, the clock was at 12, and it looks like there should have been about six seconds left at the time when uh, the bell was rung and, and the fight was stopped. So I'm going to turn it over to a man who looks like he's in pure disbelief. TV. Man, <laughs> match from the zone and Sky Sports stopped the fight early to save AJ. Hey, man. It looks like it. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Hey, man. We got we to gotta save face here. You know, my man was against the rope getting the crap beat out of him, man. At that point, hey, somebody, somebody hit the panic button, yo. You know, somebody was an AJ. Whoever hit the bell was an AJ fan, and they couldn't see him go out like that. But, you know, it is what it is. I can't, I can't, we can't turn back the hands of time. It happened. It's on. We can't, we can't turn back the hands of time. You know, it's just, it's crazy. You know, when Wilder said he had him, he, uh, the referee gave um, Fury a couple more seconds to get up. Maybe he didn't count to 10. He was like, hey, not. Oh, he's up. Let's go. You know, but you know, the clock stopped a little too early. The bell rang a little too early for me on that hey, one. Jack Reese. All right, so, Ned, are you upset about uh, the bell ringing uh, no, early to stop I'm the clock? Oh, no. I am not I upset. <laughs> I'm not upset. Look at here. Look at God, yo. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I would turn it over to uh, Chill Dollar Bill. You just saw uh, the clock. Do you think uh, that they stopped the round early to save agent? No, I've been watching this sport long enough, you know what I'm saying, to, to, to know that sometimes, you know, the clock on the TV, the technical clock on the TV and the clock in the arena sometimes be off. You know, uh, sometimes it'd be mishaps with communications with the networks and the, the teleprompter and all that. So I'm, I'm sure there's probably that. It happens plenty of times in boxing. Um, I mean, the fight was so exciting that rounds went by so fast. You know, I was thinking like, whoa, this round can't be over that fast. But it was different, you know what I'm saying? When you're, you know, you're in the fight and it's an exciting fight and it goes by fast when it's a great fight. Um, no, I think maybe it was just a technical era because I was dealing with some technical difficulties on my end as far as viewing the fight. You know, the fight kept buffering a couple of times. I'm saying maybe a couple of it could have been that. I've been watching plenty of fights before where, you know, the they will ding it before the, even the bell on the TV rung. And then you're like, oh, it's a mistake there. Then you got timings where the TV be off and, you know, they're going with the time there that's there. So maybe it was a technical issue. I'm not going to go did dive right into, oh, it was a conspiracy to save AJ and millions. I mean, there's still a rematch clause in the contract. So I don't think it was anything for, for AJ to get a, a leg up or anything. But um, I just maybe it was just a technical error. That's what I was gonna say. All right, conspiracy. No clue, G. You know what's funny? I'm I'm really grateful Trill went before me because I was about to jump out the window. <laughs> no, still jump out the window. Oh. Trill would be wrong. Go ahead, jump out. <laughs> when I think about it, Trill, you make a good point because at the beginning of that round, remember the ref stopped it 
to make them uh, touch hands. So maybe what happened was the zone didn't um, start the, the clock, like the actual production didn't start the clock until they touched hands. But at the actual arena, the, whoever was doing the time probably already started the clock, didn't even care about the touch of hands part. So you could be right. So, and you know me, I'm just trying to be as objective as I can be. Go ahead, jump out the window. <laughs> I'm at least look at the window. They're <laughs> kicking the screen out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I had a little bit. Yo, man, I'm be honest, man. Yeah, your boy was gonna get violent. Thank goodness. <laughs> Usyk had a heart. Like I'm, I'm telling you, if you notice, right before, like Usyk just stopped hitting him. Like Usyk just stopped. Like I think Usyk understood. Like. Bro, do I really want to murder you right now in front of all your UK brethren? Like, I don't think I want to do that to you, son. So AJ's just like, oh, my God. Like, are you going to kill me now? And Usa just stopped. And in that ring, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo. And then I'm watching AJ, like, like barely make it to his corner, slumped over. Like, yo, I can't breathe. Then they get the stool. He sits down on the stool. Yo, my man's doing all of this. Like, he concussed. Like, he's defeated. He can't open his eyes. Like. The doctor was trying to open his eyes. Like, ah, nah, ah. He's doing all of this. I'm like, yo, what's going on with AJ? Like, damn, then they, they about the, the, the call, you know, the fight, whatever. They about to tell. They announce, announce the you know, school cards and everything. AJ's like finally getting to himself. And then they're like, yo, somebody told that dude, get up. You know what I mean? He gets up, whatever. And I'm just like, oh, man, yo, AJ, what happened? So I'm like, thank goodness for the for the whoever was doing the um the bell. Thank goodness for that person, man. And God bless you, Usyk, for saving my man's life. Because Usyk could have really did damage to AJ. But he, he must have a heart, man. That dude immediately after, he got on his knees and started praying. So, God bless. I, I'm going to say that, man. God bless to Usyk. Yeah. Uh, what do I think is most logical? What Trill said. Um, I think, you know, when we watch the fights at home, or like if you watch an NFL game to go along with what Trill said, they put this yellow line like to simulate the yardage that needs to be gained for a first down. But that line isn't necessarily accurate. It's just to give you the visual of the you know distance that is needed to get a first down. But what's actual is on the field. That's why sometimes when you see that line, they're like, oh, well, we're not sure if he got the first down. And then when they get the chains and they actually measure on the field, you see that it was a first down. So you got to remember that the time we see isn't the actual time. The timekeeper is there keeping the actual time. And so, of course, the person who's keeping the right time is the timekeeper and not the, the zone clock. So... As Trill pointed out, we're, we're seeing six seconds left. If, if there was an error, the timekeeper has the right time, not the, the zone clock. So people who want to push the agenda that, oh, was, uh, uh, that the clock saved AJ, then nah. Does it look sketchy? It looks sketchy. I will admit that, especially with the way the fight ended. You know, if there was that mistake and Usha got AJ against the ropes and he's peppering him up. Um, you know, he's peppering him up like he's a uh, Ukrainian soup, right? Um, yeah, it does look skeptical that the clock rings and you see that second, you know, five or six seconds on your clock. The other thing, too, is 
The zone didn't even let it run out. As soon as the bell rung, the clock just disappeared. So um, that's another thing. And it would have been nice for them to explain that issue. But I think the important thing to keep in mind is what Trill said. Um, the timekeeper keeps the official time. That's it. That's not up for debate. Just like when people are talking about what like Nen brought up, when um, Fury hit the deck in the first fight with Jack Reese and everyone's it's so from the moment Fury hits the ground, there's a there's a guy outside keeping the count. Reese looks, gets in with the count, and then Reese keeps the official count. So all your counts don't matter. All you people who doing your own little fictional counts, it don't matter. The official count between Reese and the, that's the only count that matters. So keep that in mind. Does it look sketchy to some people? Yes, but to those who know, you understand that there's possibly a logical explanation. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is, is Usyk now the number one pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world? And uh, I'm going to turn it over to Kaspira G, uh, the man who predicted that Usyk didn't even belong. Now, is he your number one pound-for-pound pound fighter? Yes. Easy. And it's, to me... He outclassed a 20-pound uh, behemoth, like a dude that's 20 pounds heavier than him. It made it look easy in my eyes, like for real. Like it was, yo, it was just 100% skill. It wasn't power. It was all skill and technique. So to me, now he went from undisputed cruiserweight champion to now unified champion in the heavyweight division. I have to give him that credit, man. And I understand a lot of people don't like to give heavyweights the pound for pound uh, or, or put heavyweights in their pound for pound list because it wasn't designed for heavyweights. But he has to have that, at least that exception, if if that's what you believe in, right? Like, he came in. This is his third fight in heavyweight, too, his third fight. And literally, he outclassed the man of the division, made him look basic, almost knocked him out in the 12th, like, he gave, he showed mercy, fam. Like a cruiserweight showed mercy to the heavyweight champion and took his belt. That to me, man, he's pound for pound number one in my book. <laughs> All right, uh, Dollar Bill. Not yet. Um, not yet, not yet, not yet. Great. That's a great, great performance last night. Um, look, Alexander Usyk, I've been high on Alexander Usyk. Um, I think he's a tremendous fighter, but I just don't want to. And he deserves to be uh, on the pound for pound number two. You know why? And I believe if he uh, defends these titles, right? Then yeah, we can we can start having that discussion, right? But let's not overlook the current pound-for-pound pound champion. Not one fight, but constantly proving, constantly going up, constantly proving that he is number one. That's Canelo Alvarez. Of course, this was a great victory. Um, I'm not going to go. I understand where G is coming from. When he says this about AJ and he talks about how Usyk destroyed AJ and all this, I don't see it like that. I don't see it like it was destroyed and it was mercy that was given by Usyk. I don't see it like that. I see it as a little bit of bias because of G's a Wilder thing. 
Well, the right. reason what, the reason why I said that, so, the reason, to do with it. You can respond the reason, after Trill goes. Let him speak, and then you can respond after. The reason, the reason why I say this is because when I view this fight and I view the twelfth round, I seen as something about not as far as being hurt. I seen something as far as being a tank. Something wrong with his tank. With AJ's tank. You mentioned the 12th round when he was against the ropes. I seen something totally different because I watched the fight twice. When Usyk let go of that six punch combination, he only landed once. Uts, AJ ducked and weaved out of those other punches. AJ was tired, and when he was weaving away from that's why he stuck his tongue out to let him know you missed those other shots. AJ was exhausted. This was a mentally exhausting fight. This was not. Oh, a beat you up, battered you down fight. And when Usyk stopped, that's because he was afraid of something coming back from AJ. Like that big right hand that AJ was happening to go, because Usyk was hurt in that fight as well. The problem with that fight is, is what you got to understand, this was a great fight. AJ just started late. He had the wrong game plan against a guy who had a great game plan, who used angles, who was willing to take chances. This is not an AJ bashing moment. This is one of these moments where you just say that you want to see what happens in the next fight. Right. That's where we can we can really judge what really happened. Because I said this, I said that Usyk will win on points, if anything. Right. But then AJ will probably have the the know-how because he loves this sport so much that he will collect his data and he will come back and be better. This fight just showed a certain level of skill. These are both two highly skilled gentlemen. These are two athletic guys. These are two gold medalists, two Olympians. And I don't want to take nothing away from um, none of these guys, especially Usyk. But I say I will know better about calling him the number one pound for pound fighter after the rematch. I just don't want to just bash uh, AJ like he was outclassed by some bum. No, he was outclassed. Not even outclassed. It was just a good performance and a good strategy by Usyk. And it was mentally draining on the AJ. That's what I feel. But I but to answer your question, is Usyk the number one pound for pound fighter in the world? Not right now. I say he's number two. If he can go in here in the rematch, which he he's excited for the rematch. That's what he was he was getting when they said it was a rematch clause, he was jumping up and down because he was like, shoot, if I win this time, I get another payday. So you know. So if he goes in here and he proves this again, then yeah, you would have to give it to him, you know. You would have to uh, at least, you know, there'll be a discussion. But you can't forget about the guy who's been showing you day in and day out, who's been fighting not just one good fight after this. No, this guy been moving up to different weight classes, coming down in weight classes, and talk about Canelo Alvarez going up and down all around whoever you put in front of him. He's been facing. When everybody was calling Usyk Ukrainian soup, this guy was handling his business. So all of a sudden, just because he got this big win over Usyk, I, I mean over AJ, I can't just haul Harold him as the number one pound for pound when this guy's been over here handling his business consecutively, fight after fight after fight. So we shall see. That's my answer to that. All right, so you can respond. Yeah. 
Not because I, 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 I do respect your point of view on this. I, I, I differ slightly, but like the last point that you brought up, right? When you was like, you know, and this can go towards me too, right? I didn't feel Usyk had a chance, right? The world, a lot of commentators, other fighters, a lot of people were like, there's no way AJ is going to lose. Usyk shocked the world. And I know pound for pound list is subjective, but don't you feel like that also plays a factor into him going into number one? Or, you know, you said number two, so I can't get mad at that either. But, you know, like he literally shocked the world. Like the world stopped yesterday because of that victory. He amazed everyone. He proved all his naysayers wrong. You get what I'm saying? And he did it with not, I can understand maybe mm-hmm. like Ariel Wilder, right? Mm-hmm. Who were like, you know, they only have one belt. But AJ was like the Thanos of the heavyweight division where he was like collecting belts. You get what I'm saying? And Usyk beat him. And I'm not saying like, like maybe how I explained it may have sounded kind of disrespectful to AJ. But I agree with you. It was fatigued. AJ was fatigued, right? He was like exhausted, right? At mm-hmm. the end. But nonetheless, this was Usyk's doing. You get what I'm saying? So that goes to to credit Usyk, who was again 20 pounds lighter than AJ. You know, like so. And who um what's his name? Uh, Anthony Joshua. The whole fight, I was hoping like maybe it was two rounds, like the sixth and the eighth. I was like, all right, AJ's like bullying this dude, like showing like I'm not going nowhere. I'm gonna hit you with body shots. I'm gonna do this at third. But that was only two rounds out of a 12th round fight. You know what I mean? So. Uh, to me, it's kind of like, yo, what Usyk did was highly impressive. That's why I'm like, you know, but I see what you're saying, but I still say, nah, that's pound for pound for me, man. That's a well, well, you know, to your credit, GG, I'm not going to call you. All right. To people who like what they like, right? You got people who like who they like, and then you got casuals, right? Damn, you respect me. Damn. No, 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 no. I said, G, you like what you like. Yeah. I didn't call you a casual. I said you got people, you got people who like who they like, what they like, and then you got casuals, right? And then you got the the, the other people. This was no surprise. Like to the to the people who really watch and and, 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 and love technical boxes, this wasn't a surprise. Like everybody said, if 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 this goes to the decision, Usyk, because of his gifts. Even Caden alluded to it. If he knew, like we said before, if it was going to knock out, right? We always say AJ. Mm-hmm. But if we said the distance, if this goes the distance, we all said who was going to win. So it's not that much of a shocker. You know what I'm saying? Because the people that really know this sport, go a distance. A lot of people didn't think it was going to go a distance. We thought AJ was going to knock him out. But the skill set of Usyk. Like the, to me, it wasn't a surprise because of the skill set of of Usyk. Like, like he's he was so skilled, and we seen what he did to other people. He's mentally driven. This is not he doesn't just do this to AJ. He did it to Bell. You also. Yeah. This is what he does. Yeah. He's. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not that with Usyk. It's this with Usyk. Every fight. Even when he knocks a guy out, it's this. So to me, it wasn't an upset. To, you know what an upset is, right? Like, like if Yildeman would have knocked out Canelo. Not some guy who was 
undisputed cruiserweight who was a gold medalist. That's why I was like, yo, I was so mad when I said, yo, if AJ, do not discredit AJ if he wins. He is by far going to be the best heavyweight in this. If he beat Usyk, I did not want nobody to take because the Usyk was that good. And I'm sorry for my uh, Bill Clinton thing that I'm doing right here. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Even if AJ, let's say in the later round, knocked out Usyk, I still would have came here and apologized to Usyk, and I would have gave AJ full credit because what he was doing at in that ring, what Usyk was doing in that ring to frustrate AJ, the angles, everything. Man, listen, I was like, you know what? I was wrong. And I could be humble. I could eat that slice of humble pie. I might have had half the half the pie last night. You know what I mean? So definitely I give credit to AJ and Usyk, man, for those performances. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right, Ned the TBE. Is Usyk uh, the number one pound for pound fight in the world? It's like, no, AJ still. Nah, nah, nah. Usyk is number two. I still keep Canelo right there, and we know what Canelo said. He's desperate for Sardom, and I'm not even gonna get into that right now. So I was about Usyk. Usyk, you did, you did the world proud. You did Ukraine proud. You made a fool of G. You made a fool of me. And you know I'm the TVE, but that's it. But, <laughs> the bars, TVE with the bars. You know, oh. but, you know, Usyk. I think you show AJ a uh, 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 good. Like like last night, he learned he, he like I, I like I love AJ. AJ's a master. Like he loves to study the sport. And Usyk, yeah, cruiserweight who came heavyweight, and you showed that it's not about heavyweight boxing. It's not about punching. It's about different looks. It's about throwing punches. It's about letting your hands go. It's about that speed and heavyweight. It's more about reserving the power, keeping that tank, so you don't get exhausted when you throw all, when you let it off the the the, the brouhaha punches. You know when you just, just go at them. But yeah, you know. Usyk, you're here, you belong, and you know, that's why I keep you at number two right now. But you know, you got your destiny, you, you're here. Yo, you know, I I'm not even gonna speak into existing yet. Yo, you know, just you know, focus on you, Usyk. Yo, congratulations. You know, and you're, you're number two in this in the, in the boxing world. Yeah, you putting you putting on right now. And I just look, I could have sworn you was like 8k, and you're at 1.4 million on IG now. So you know, you you here, baby. Yeah, I view the pound for pound list as more of a what have you done for me lately type of list. So not as like a career defining list. Otherwise, like Manny Pacquiao would never leave when he was there. Floyd Mayweather would never leave. But it's like looking at your most recent opponents and assessing uh, your most recent opponents. And when I do that, I do think Canelo has some good opponents on his list. Like if you take uh, Callum Smith, he was ranked number one by everyone. Um, you yield the room was just uh easy pick, but like you know, they made him mandatory. I don't know who did <laughs> WBC, I think it was so he IBF, IBF, yeah, IBF made the other, yeah. And then, um, he fought Billy Joe Saunders, who's another really good fighter. Um, and and now he's taking on Caleb Plant. When you look at um Alexander Usyk, Usyk fought, he moved up from Cruiserweight. And I think this is what's going to be uh, – that's going to be mentioned. He moved up from Undisputed and Cruiserweight. Then he fought Chaz Witherspoon. He didn't look spectacular in that fight, but he fought Derek Chisora, and I thought he I thought he proved enough 
in a Derek Tazora fight, in his second fight at heavyweight. In his third fight at heavyweight, he beat the unified uh, heavyweight champion who was viewed as the number one guy by many, if not most, uh, people. And so I do think that the pound for pound list being the what have you done for me lately type of list is going to rate Usyk number one because he beat Anthony Joshua, the number one guy at heavyweight by viewed by many people. And even myself, I had Anthony Joshua at number one at heavyweight. So I think the pound for pound list is going to make Usyk number one based on that aspect of it. However, like I said, what I foresee is once Canelo Alvarez beats Caleb Plant, well, I should say if, right, because there's always a possibility, but if Canelo Alvarez beats Caleb Plant, then he's going to regain the number one uh, slot because he's going to become undisputed, and then he's going to have Caleb Plant, Billy Joe Saunders, Callum Smith, all on his resume. And so um, for me, I think the pound for pound list is a what have you done for me lately again. It's ever changing. If you look at Korea, Canelo Alvarez got it by a landslide. If you look at who's the bigger superstar, Canelo Alvarez got it by a landslide. But when you look at it in terms of what have you done for me lately, yesterday Usyk just beat arguably the number one heavyweight in the sport. So that's going to be fresh on people's minds. November 6th. Canelo Alvarez becomes the first four belt champion at 168, the first in Me- in Mexican in the history of Mexico. Like that's gonna uh, ring bells. So I think you both have good arguments. I just feel like for this list, that what was it number one was just Crawford, and then it, number one was just uh, Vasily Lomachenko. Number one was just I, I think they're looking to rotate who's number one at the top. So I I think this gives them the chance to put Usyk at number one. Not that he doesn't deserve it. I don't think two is bad. Um, One and two. Can I pose a question, though? Yeah. And knock on wood, I'm not even – I don't want to put this out in the universe. But if (laughs) – Undisputed heavyweight champion, would you now put him on your number one pound for time? All right, word. Of course. He's the GOAT. He's the goal. I, uh, I just, there's, there's still a lot to be – for me, you can't go wrong with, with Canelo or Usyk at number one. Yeah. But you better have one of those guys number one. Exactly. It's not even close between anyone else who you can put at number one. So, for me, in my opinion, it was it used to be Canelo by a landslide. And Usyk's name is in the discussion. If you put Usyk number one, I'm not mad. You got Canelo two, I'm not mad. You put Canelo number one and you got Usyk number two. I'm not mad. If you have any name other than Usyk or Canelo <laughs> at number one, then your list probably has hidden agendas. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros. Um, are there any adjustments AJ can make to win the rematch? And I'm going to turn this over to Kaspera G, who seems to have, you know, all the answers. Hey, man, listen. Sway, go ahead. All right. Number one thing, AJ, what you need to do, you need to fire your hype, man. Homie that was saying that foolishness. Brilliant. Brilliant, AJ. The whole fight. I'm like, fam, you lost that round. You lost that other round. You lost that it's, round. It's debatable. He said you want AJ to fight Malik, but you okay with Wilder making Malik yeah. his head trainer. Facts. Yo, G. Yeah. 
Listen here. You got to be honest with your fighter, bro. I don't know what homeboy was talking about. I'm like, you're losing. Like, AJ Yo. got bodied in that round. Uh, brilliant, AJ. Brilliant. I'm like, all right, fam. This is getting ridiculous. Whole fight. Go ahead. Go ahead, Kaden. Go ahead. You think Malik's honest with Wilder? <laughs> we will find out. We will find out. We will find out. <laughs> Yo, what about what about their fight? What about their fight? He tapped them on the temple in the group. Hey man, listen, man. Hey man, you know, hey, brilliant. <laughs> but, but yeah, but back back to AJ, you know. That was number one. But number two, I think what AJ needs to do is be the AJ of old. And I understand what AJ was thinking during the fight. Like, I don't want to throw authoritative jabs because I might get countered. But doing this pity patting jab, this parring type of jab wasn't helping either. So you might as well have this guy respect your power. And he should start it off earlier in the fight and not wait till like the sixth round and then later on try to you know you know um stand his ground aj did good when he aimed to the body but there was a round where aj threw two uppercuts to my man's body and it was like you could tell it bothered Usyk. aj attacked the body more maintain an authoritative jab don't be fighting off the back foot you don't need to you're the bigger man you know and i think if aj just does this He'll be okay. But then the problem is, can he maintain that type of style for 12 rounds? AJ has an issue with his tank, so it's it's tough. You know, like, I think he has to be really selective with when he turns on the power when not to. But at the same time, you can't let Usyk get confident. Like, you have to, like, do something to minimize that movement and minimize that, that punch variation that he was throwing because – Usyk, to me, what I was thinking, Usyk's like, yo, this dude just can't hit me, really. Only time AJ really hit this guy was when Usyk was kind of, like, just standing right there. But when Usyk was in his movement, his real, like, when Usyk was in his bag, AJ had a hard time. So I think AJ should dictate the pace. Go to the body more. He did great when he threw, like, I'm a, he threw, like, two hooks to the body one round Um, that, that, that also was like, oh, okay, AJ's working. You know, and not to mention, you want to slow down Usyk. Usyk has a tank. Hit him more to the body. Try to slow him down somehow. And then in the later rounds, maybe then Usyk will actually break down and you can knock him out. But Brilliant. you know what I mean. But I don't. I don't see AJ outboxing Usyk. It's just not happening. You know. And I, I uh, Tony Bell, you wrote something on Twitter saying like nobody's gonna outbox Usyk. The only way Usyk could lose is if a guy with power knocks him out. And that's real. AJ, I need to see the AJ of old. Go for the kill, man, like, because you're not going to outclass this guy, man. This dude's just too slippery, man. So, yeah, but that's how I, that's the only way I could see AJ actually being Usa. And if we had to do predictions right now, I'd be like, yo, AJ, I don't even think you should do the rematch to keep it 100 with you. All right, Don Bill. Um, I agree with a lot that uh, G said. I want a couple points. Um, AJ started late. AJ started too late for me. Take it to him. And like what G was saying, go to the body. That's what I was saying. Like, I I know he's the taller guy, but every time he went to the body, that really hurt Usyk. It changed everything in Usyk's mind. He was 
that's why I was saying too much thinking. That's what made AJ tired. Too much thinking. You think too much. You you, you <laughs> yeah. he went in there thinking too much, and you you wasn't gonna go in there. Let them hands go. That's all you had to do was come forward, pressure him, let them hands go. You would have tied down a Usyk because there was times where Usyk wanted to be Usyk. There was times where he wanted to go off and do what he does. You know, the different uh, certain like he was doing angles and he was hitting AJ from certain angles, but there was times where he wanted to go off. And AJ kept him honest. You know when AJ kept him honest? When he popped him with that right hand in the face. And he would hit him to the body. Some of those jabs, even some of those jabs was keeping Usyk honest. So Usyk wasn't being reckless. You know? So that's where AJ needs to do. So I totally agree with you on that part. Um, G, like, AJ needs to bring the fight to Usyk early. You put that wear and tear on him to slow him down in the later round so you can be able to stop him because Usyk is such a technically sound guy. Even when he had him hurt, he let him get away. Usyk circled the ring around. You know what I'm saying? So uh, you just got to – and the only thing I, I probably really strongly agree was like on the rematch thing with G was saying. They were saying that uh, he shouldn't have rematched Andy Ruiz. And he went out there and he, yeah, and he did and he did a, a beautiful job of uh, revenging that loss. I think if AJ, if he uses these tools and remember what he was doing successful in that fight and he starts sooner and he pushes and brings the fight to Alexander Usyk, I think it will be a totally different fight. So, yeah, um, I, I, w- I would love to see a, a, a rematch. Also, can I just add one point? I forgot to bring this up. AJ has to be aware of his footing also. You know, like, don't give Usyk that advantage of always being on the outside. Like, don't allow that to happen. Usyk was doing great every time he leaned to the right, and he'll just catch AJ. Okay. With AJ you know? That's so into too much thinking. He was yeah. thinking. That wouldn't have happened if he was bringing the fight to him, I don't think. I would think it was too much thinking. He was really trying to outthink Usyk, you know, and it became mentally draining for him. All right, TBE. Man, let me all show y'all something. AJ, hold up. Before I say this, AJ, you didn't, you, you just, I'm, I'm going to get this. Let me show you, let me just show you this right now. AJ, this is what you did to the man's face. You hear me? If you let your hands go, it would have been an onslaught. You would have been doing your thing. Yeah, AJ, my thing is, I know that's, uh, AJ. Well, what what AJ look like, bro? AJ got hurt too, bro. What, what, what did AJ, AJ look like? It was, just, it was just a swollen, it was just a little swollen, it was a little puffy. It looked like after a fight, it looked like after a fight. I'm just saying, you see his face. Well, for starters, bro, I've seen a fight where a dude's face looked like pie and he dominated the whole fight. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, you did some damage there. Like, you, 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 and I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm being completely honest. Usyk look it was the fastest, was the quicker, faster puncher in the ring last night. And whatever AJ land, AJ would throw like three, four. Like the punching output from AJ was not, did not compare to the punching output of Usyk. But your punching output did that to his face. And I'm just saying, AJ, learn. Work on the hand speed. Get your hand speed up. You you saw what Usyk brought. You was you were not fighting a heavyweight. You were fighting a cruiserweight. And he, you came in there with the same mindset. It's like, 
All right, we're gonna jab, we're gonna work him, we're gonna keep him. I know, I know, hear me out. You're gonna keep him at a distance, you're gonna you're gonna get him tired, and then you're gonna freaking lay take him out. No, you gotta you gotta really get go for that, go for them extra runs, extra two, three miles on your runs. Uh stay work on the cardio, get your tank extended <laughs> like stamina. You really have to learn how to increase that punching output. Yo, AJ cannot verbal T, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, if AJ can't increase uh, punching oh. output, I don't see how he can I really don't see how he can really go back if he's gonna go back in with that strategy of he and he also has to take the fight to Usyk. He didn't take the fight to Usyk last night. Like he would but some rounds he would like d- dictate the rounds. But Usyk dictated the fight. Like Usyk was like, "I'm here. I'm gonna be in your face. I'm coming to you. I'm bringing it to you." Ages more jab, faint, 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 hit you, hit you, faint, 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 hit you, hit you. And when he hit him, he he did some damage. But I'm like, if he really works on his punching output, AJ, you got it. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Nezzo, yo, AJ, get the bore me. You know what I'm saying? No, just just <laughs> work on your stamina, AJ. Now I, I'm and I'm not saying like AJ can AJ can do this. Like AJ, when he lost to Ruiz, he learned that he has to move around. He's fight heavyweights. Like Usyk is a different breed. Like he moved from he, he he he's fast. He's quick. He's not a heavy. He's not your natural born heavyweight. He didn't start a heavyweight to go to cruiser. Came from cruiser. He put on the weight and everything. He built his skills and up. AJ is. Been fighting big guys his old, most of his career, and it's with, with them is reserve is reserve yourself to one guy gets tired and then you take him out, and that's not the case with Usyk. It's more it's punching output. You have to literally bring the fight and throw the punches. Let your hands go, and he did not let his hands go last night. And we saw that in the twelfth round where AJ came out, where like came out the twelfth round like he did in the first where he was just jabbing, jabbing, jabbing. Usyk is like, nah, f that, boop, 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 caught him in the corner and let his hands go. I'm just saying, and I said when AJ was had him in the corner where Usyk do hug him, AJ didn't let his hands go. AJ had him right there, dead to rights, and he let Usyk hug him, and the ref broke it up. But I'm just saying, that's that. Go ahead, y'all. I'm done. Why can't looking at you like that? So for me, like this is this is what I'm talking about. Like I didn't see stamina issues from AJ or from Alexander Usyk. Like if you if you've been in the ring before, if you fought before, you understand that like Usyk had to have an extraordinary tank to do all that moving, all that punching, and to maintain that for twelve rounds. And I genuinely believe that Usyk was surprised at how conditioned Anthony Joshua actually was. He thought he would tire Anthony Joshua out a lot sooner. Usyk knew. He was going to evade a lot of Joshua's punches. He knew that going in. He knew he was going to change angles. He knew he was going to utilize movement. He knew he was going to do all those things. But I guarantee you the fight was a lot tougher than Usyk thought it would be because he didn't know AJ was going to be as conditioned as he was. You keep talking about doing this extra stamina, do all this. Yo, he's a bigger guy. It's just not going to happen. He has more muscles, more mass. At some point, people don't understand this, but at some point, doing cardio is actually doing too much cardio is actually bad for you. If you run over 30 miles a week, you put yourself at greater risk for having a heart attack. Did you know that, Ned? So what if what if Anthony Joshua runs 30 miles a week? What if he does that? You're saying, yo, put yourself at risk of a heart attack and do more running. That's what you're saying. 
Yo, now, you can only let me so clarify. I, I'm not. I'm not. I let you walk. Yo, you done. And then you can come in after. Yo, what what you can do, right? To a certain extent, is you can push your body to its limit. You can go to the limit. If you exceed the limit, it becomes counterproductive. It becomes overtraining. It becomes to the point where you're actually hurting yourself. So, like AJ could have won with the stamina he had if he would have fought the right fight. AJ's a well-conditioned athlete. So I I don't want to hear like, oh, AJ's tank. There was nothing wrong with AJ's tank. AJ's tank, you just got to understand, doesn't matter what he does, it's never going to be as good as Usyk's tank. Mm-hmm. Because of Usyk's physical stature, his physical attributes, just like Usyk's tank, is it going to be good as Terrence Crawford's tank? It just can't be. Doesn't matter what Usyk does, Usyk's tank isn't going to be Vasily Lomachenko's tank. Remember we saw them running around at the beach? Bro, no matter what Usyk does, he's never going to run like Loma. It's just physically impossible. He has too much muscle, too much size, too much mass. So what you're saying about Anthony Joshua, no matter what he does, Usyk, Usyk has that advantage. Joshua has a lot of other advantages that he needs to utilize, and that's what I'm about to get into right now. Joshua, you're the bigger guy. You're the heavyweight champ. He's faster than you. You're fast for a heavyweight you're not fast for a guy like Usyk who came up from cruiserweight to heavyweight. You're not fast to him. If you were in the ring with any other heavyweight, your speed will give them trouble. Usyk's seen faster punches than you, bro. He's seen it. He's used to it. So your speed isn't going to bother Usyk. For a heavyweight with your speed, it's good because you were able to catch Usyk like Trill pointed out. And this is this is the truth. AJ caught Usyk with some stuff like that you didn't see any other cruiserweights catching with or whatever. AJ was able to catch it with some stuff, but it shouldn't even have come to that because AJ, you shouldn't be trying to outbox Usyk. It's not going to happen. And it's not to say you're not a great boxer. You're an Olympic gold medalist. You do good in boxing, but you're boxing a better boxer, a more skilled boxer, one who's physically gifted. And, 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 and I do believe you know, his boxing IQ is probably slightly higher than Anthony Joshua's. He's been doing it longer. He utilizes ankles. You're not going to outbox him. You're not going to outbox him. So that shouldn't have been your game plan. So his speed shouldn't have been your game plan. Another thing, like Trill pointed out, yeah, it's chess. When you're fighting Tyson Fury, you can be chess. When you're fighting Deontay Wilder, you can make it chess. When you're fighting Usyk, this has to be checkers. You are in there to be the bigger man. You're in there to put hands on him. Go to the body. You have to go to the body on Usyk because you need to slow him down. So you got to go to the body on Usyk. You got to go to the body on Usyk. He's a southpaw. The southpaw killer is a straight right hand. You landed some of those. You need to get him with more lead right hands, and you could do that. You need to get him with more lead right hands. So if I could tell 
AJ, a few adjustments. The one major adjustment I would tell you, Joshua, is the body. Kill the body, the head will fall. He's he's that guy. His tank is going to be better than yours. You can't go skill for skill, tank for tank with him. You got a good tank. It's not going to be better than his, though. So you got to go to the body. So one, kill the body. That's what I would tell Anthony Joshua. Two, the next thing I would tell Anthony Joshua is to be the big man. Look at what Lennox Lewis used to do. Lennox Lewis wouldn't have been trading with no darn Usyk. Lewis would have been doing what he did. And when Usyk got inside... Hold him, put the weight on him. You know. Hold him. And I know you were trying to do that and Usyk would get mad. Of course he's getting mad. And this goes to the other thing. Yo, your mental can't be to be friends with these guys before the fight, bro. Your mental can't be. You need to be going in there with the mindset that, oh, you want to come to heavyweight, huh, Usyk? I'm going to rough you up. When I was a little dude, when I trust my witness, <laughs> when I was like 14, and I would play ball with the big dogs, and I was super fast, and I could get to the rim. You think that's how it was? <laughs> I got formed. I got pushed. One time I got pushed in the post. Trill went crazy. I got a drill. <laughs> we we winning. Let's just win this game. But nah, the older heads will let me know. Yeah, you young. Yeah, you all that. But guess what? You're going to feel it every time you bring it to the rim. And AJ's like, Every time Usha came in, he should have felt something. A punch or a clinch, some weight on his shoulder. You, you, but nah, you want to get in there. You want to try to show that you can fight on the inside. Show that against Fury. Guys, when, when, when there was a point where AJ tried to clinch him, use his weight, and Usyk like muscled him, like pushed him back to the ropes to send until the rep broke it up. I was just like. What round was that? I, that was the later rounds. I think it was in like the uh, 10th or 11th. Exactly. It was around that. Like, he should have been doing that from the beginning. He should have yeah. been fighting as the big man from the beginning. Also, and the last thing I, I'll say to um, for AJ in the rematch is you got to be willing to take risks, bro. Exactly. Scared money don't make money. You got to be the bigger guy. You got to bully him. You got to go to the body. But you also got to open up. Yo, he took a risk on you in that seventh round, and it paid off. That whole fight was, until that seventh round, to me, that fight was in the balance. And he took the risk, and it paid off. But that risk could have gone bad for him. You could have clipped him. But he was willing to go out on his shield. And I I, I do feel like... um. You know, we'll get into it in a later segment, but in many ways, you're still shell shocked from what happened with Andy Ruiz. You're still afraid to go all in because you're worried about the perfect punch from the gods. Yo, a loss is a loss. Whether it's the perfect punch from the gods or whether it's you losing this decision, you might as well give yourself the best chance to win. So in the rematch, be what you are. Use your physical advantages. Be the bigger guy. Be the more powerful guy. Hit him with hard punches to the body. Throw the straight right hand hard to the face. That's the southpaw killer. He gets in close to you. Either you make him pay with a punch or you clinch and you put your body weight on him. Do that the whole time while you're standing. If he knocks you out, fine. But I guarantee you, you'll give yourself a better chance to win the fight. All this, get your tank up. Try to outbox him. That's all for the birds, bro. Your tank's good enough. Keep doing what you do. Just change your strategy. That's that's my that would be my last thing. Let me clarify. 
I'm just, I'm not saying his tank's not good. I'm just saying work on your punching output because his punching output was what um showed that he was a little timid or a little standoffish when certain rounds with Usyk. Like AJ, you got the power. You like I'm like I saw, showed y'all what he did to Usyk's face. Look at AJ's face. This is him after last night. No oh, bruises, no scars. No bruises, no scars. No bruises, no. This is after the fight. This new man sitting here interviewing uh, little puppy died. Little puppy that I'm just saying, no, no business. AJ, you don't see the fight, bro. Stop it. Increase bro. the punching output, and we good, yo. He had a bloody nose, all right. But that, that, yo, that's see, that's right. another thing. No one said increase the punching output. If you look at the prediction, I said take calculated risk. Yo, see yeah. that this is this is where like yo, you can't th- increase the punching output against someone like Usyk. The more you punch, the better it is for him. Yeah. Yo, he's wet. He's waiting for you to open up so he can hit you first. Yes, yes. I, that's, we, what, we that's, what, that. that's what it's all about. But AJ, AJ is like he's not like I'm. AJ trains to fight heavyweights. Usyk is not a heavyweight, and when in that style, Usyk AJ is has a heavyweight. He's he is a heavyweight now, but he doesn't yeah. fight Usyk's like a heavyweight. Pounds, bro. He, he doesn't heavy, fight like a heavyweight. He doesn't fight like a heavyweight. Well, he's now he's an unorthodox heavyweight because. This is not the style heavyweights come into the ring with. They 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 reserve themselves. They 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 throw limited punches. Usyk's not that type of fighter. Usyk comes in here and he's gonna let his hands go. AJ, you gotta work on letting your hands go to keep him at bay. Because when you what but, think, but how, think, how, how, how so you think you think AJ going in there throwing more punches is gonna help? Him? I'm All just right, saying, train to that's, throw that's, more punches. That's, that's, not go in the ring, throw more punches. Train to throw more punches to get comfortable letting your hands go because this is a different type of heavyweight now. This is changing the heavyweight game. When you have fighters like this using that type of style, it's going to cause you more trouble than... Yeah, I'm going to be honest, bro. There's nobody in the heavyweight division that has that style. Like, no one. <laughs> yeah. Like, like and, Ruiz and, had fast hands. Ortiz is like... Ruiz didn't have the footwork. And Ortiz don't do half of what uh, Usyk does, bro. Like, I'm telling y'all right now, when I was watching the fight, I was like, I don't even blame AJ. Because I was like, damn. Usyk's not even allowing this dude to, like, throw comfortably. Because every time, if AJ made a mistake, counters, counters, counters. Like, I'm telling you, like. Exactly. That's why I said I know this dude wasn't paying attention to the fight. Because AJ started off trying to do everything he said and and was looking like. Uh, uh, someone who don't know how to hit a baseball missing. Yeah, it wasn't until yeah. he, he he settled down and started touching him up, started doing the right things where he could even put gloves on Lucy. Like the thing is not about your punch output matters. You need to throw enough punches, but it's about throwing the right punches at the right time. Where, where you land them punches? Exactly. Uh, I get you that. I get, you that. Those two like, I get what you're saying. Then I get what you're saying. You're saying what we're saying. He needs to take it to him. But we're saying he needs to take it to him and place these shots on the body. How you're making it sound is like you're saying that he should just be throwing punches. He's throwing punches. He shouldn't just be throwing punches. Yeah. Nah, he, he shouldn't be throwing punches. I'm not no, no haymakers. I would say work on, increase, get comfortable like where you let your hands go, um, AJ. That's all. That's all. That's all. But like, don't go in there. You know, AJ, you know what? You, you do, you've done this before. You've been here before, yo. You got it, yo. You no, I get it. I, if you're saying right he needs, he needs to. I, if, if you were saying like how what I was saying, too much thinking, just go in there and box. Be fluent. Yeah, I get what you're saying. You know, what are you saying like his killer instinct? He needs to like go in there and, and take more risk in terms of like trying to 
open up more and, and get them out of there, then I agree with you. But when you say like increase your punch output, you're saying that like he needs to throw a lot more punches than he did. Um, and I don't think that's the reason he lost um, yeah. yesterday. I think the reason he lost was because he didn't take the risk at the right times and he and he didn't place his punches the right way. Also, he threw punches, but I think like that whole, like G said, palm with the jab sometimes. That, what is that doing? No, stand stiff, strong. Let Usyk get out of target and then pop him with a hard one. Like, don't sit there and keep doing all that. That's that's for the birds. You the heavyweight. The sixth and the eighth. Yeah. The eighth yeah. and said, yo, forget this. I'm the bigger man. He never moved back. He kept moving forward. And he was literally trying to take uh, Usyk out. On the, in the sixth round, I was like, yo, Usyk stopped hitting. And I was like, is Usyk tired? Is he hurt? I was like, nonetheless, AJ, go for the kill. But AJ didn't do it. And I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? You got to understand this about Usyk, bro. This dude is very smart. The whole time he's watching him, he's timing him, he's seeing how he opens up, everything. And then he came on the seventh round and used all that against him. And, and this is what, and this is why I say about um, AJ, this whole pawn stuff you do, this stuff like that, that's good when you're the faster guy in the ring. That's good when you're the more athletic guy in the ring. But against Usyk, yo, you just need to be showed up, strong, right, moving. Let him get out of place. Pop him with a fast one, right? Let him get pop him with a hard one. You ain't doing that whole cutie uh, boxing fake stuff with him. You're not going to win that. You need to get him out of position so you can deck him with a hard one. That's how you fight Usyk if you're Anthony Tarsley. The next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is did AJ's loss to Usyk change your opinion about him as a fighter? Some people are starting to call him a hype job again, and some people are starting to say certain things um, like he shouldn't take the immediate rematch. So uh, I'm going to start turning off with Trill Dollar Bill. Uh, actually, I'm going to actually go to G first. Let me go to G on this one. I thought you were going to go with Ned first, but um, all right. Uh, <laughs> also, I, listen, I'm be honest. Y'all may call me a Wilder fan, all this stuff, but – I'm not going to discredit AJ's performance. I'm literally saying, you know, Usyk is just a different breed of heavyweight. You know, like the stuff that he was doing in that ring, I don't know if AJ can make all of those necessary adjustments for a few reasons. Usyk is a southpaw, and there's not too many southpaw heavyweights out here for him to be, like, training with, you know. And, like, his punching output is just a lot. His movement is a lot. So, it's, it's going to be tough for AJ. That's why I said I don't think AJ should go uh, to the immediate rematch with Usyk, you know, because I feel like he'll need more time to, to build the necessary skills to beat a Usyk. But, hey, AJ proved me wrong with the Ruiz rematch, so what do I know, right? I'm no clue G. But um, it didn't change my view of AJ, but um, I don't know. I always had the same view of AJ anyways, you know what I mean? But I, I just felt like uh, I, you know, the only thing I thought was AJ was just going to run through this dude. And obviously I'm wrong. You know what I'm saying? So I guess that's the the one thing that I've, I've changed. So then now moving forward, though, I really do hope that AJ embraces his, his big boy status and and just goes for the kill. But I, I'm not I'm not going to uh, knock this dude for his performance against Usyk. Usyk just brought different skills that we haven't seen in the heavyweight division that would have been difficult for any heavyweight star whether it be Wilder, Fury, White, anybody, you know? So, yeah, man. But AJ, man. What happened to the suit? 
oh, no, nah, we eating fish and chips and, and, and jollof. <laughs> Yo, listen, no more Ukrainian soup, man. Yo, man, salute to Boxing Bros Ukraine, man. Y'all got a champ for real, for real. So, yeah, it is what it is. All right, Trill Dollar Bill, did AJ's loss to Usyk change your opinion about him as a fighter? No, not at all. That's it. You ain't got. You ain't got. You ain't got nothing else to say, Dollar Bill. No, not at all. I already told everybody how great uh, I thought Usyk was. You know, um, AJ is is a phenomenal heavyweight. He still is a phenomenal heavyweight. Um, I didn't see the 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 outclassness of that. Everybody just seen. I just seen a, a a great fight, a great fight that went by really really fast. Um, AJ had the wrong game plan for this fight, and um, I would love to see them do it again. But does this change anything? No, this doesn't change anything. No, because can them other guys go in there and do what the Usyk did? I highly doubt that. You know, Usyk is just special. So, <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, not at all. It doesn't change anything for me. All right, TV. No, nah, it doesn't change my um opinion on AJ at all. AJ's a great fighter. Usyk's a great fighter. We shocked. This was like a great match. And many people didn't respect Usyk's talent last night. They do now. And this is just, this is what it is. AJ's been fighting the best after the best after the best. He's been trying to appease his fans by stepping in the ring with all the headhunters in this division. But, you know, sometimes you win some, you lose some, and you got to go back to the drum board and figure it out. You know, it's that not all fun. Huh? I'm sorry to cut you off. <laughs> But that was real, Ned. I don't even yeah. think you realize what you said, but that was really what you just said. Yo, it's going to happen. It's going <laughs> to happen. That was some real, you just said, Ned, because it's going to yeah. happen. When you fighting killers after killers after killers, and we was fighting those bums in the audits, mm-hmm. good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And we was fighting no other French fries that 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 fury. We be good, but this guy is out here and he is trying to fight the killers, the number one guys, the great guys, the Pavekins, the Dillians, the Chishuras, the back to back, the back to back, back to back to back. Yeah, I salute that. I salute that. Yeah. AJ, that AJ just shows you he's sorry. He wears it on his sleeve, yo. He's not afraid to get in the ring with any of these guys. And if he lose, you know, he'll, he'll bounce back. He'll, he'll fight you again. If you lose once, he'll fight you again. And, you know, last night was crazy. But, you know, I, I have faith in AJ that he's going to do the right things and make the right adjustments. And, you know, you know, it's boxing, baby. Yo, you win some, you lose some. But you never. it's never over. It's never over till it's over. Dope. That was really Yeah, so... This to me is almost a joke, so I understand your reaction, Trill, but you we really gotta talk about this because this is really like what people do now. Like this is really what people do now. So then my then his loss to Lucic changed my opinion of Anthony Joshua. No, it made me like him even more. Um this is why I like Anthony Joshua, because Anthony Joshua takes the tough fights. And in those tough fights are different styles. And some of those fights stylistically are a problem for Anthony Joshua, and he still takes the fight. You look at the fighters that were just named, they all have different styles. Vladimir Klitschko, 
People can say whatever they want, but he was a dominant heavyweight, one of the most dominant heavyweight champions of his time. He lost to Fury, but it wasn't like Fury dominated him. Well, Fury dominated him in a well, beat him in a born fight, but like Anthony Joshua knocked him out, and and Vladimir Klitschko was like the heavyweight division's changing. I'm done. I'm gonna ride off on the sunset in this fight. But he beats Vladimir Klitschko. He beat Dillian White. Dillian White. Look at what Dillian White's doing right now. Look at the styles, though. Look at the style differences. Look at the threats that Klitschko presents stylistically. Look at the threats that Dillian White presents stylistically. Um, he went on to beat Joseph Parker. Look at Joseph Parker's style, and look at what the threats that he presents stylistically. Right? Then uh, you look at Anthony Joshua. He, he, go, he goes on to fight Povekin. He goes on to fight Pulev. Look at what Povekin did to Dillian as well. Look at what Povekin did to other fighters. This is what I'm saying. You got to look at look at the names on Joshua's resume. Like people like laugh at Pulev, but Pulev is still one of the best. And I didn't see Wilder fight Pulev, and I didn't see Fury fight Pulev. But look at Anthony Joshua's opponents, and look at what they do to other fighters when they're not facing him. And it shows you he's taking on the best fighters available. Even when their style, Andy Ruiz, even when their style is difficult for him. And that is a style that was difficult for him. And that was one of the things I pointed out. He took that fight. It's a style that's difficult for him. And, Short notice. And, huh? Short notice. Yep. And, 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 he, and he took it. Then when you look at Usyk, it's like not only is he taking a, a fight with a guy who can recreate what Andy Ruiz did to him, but he has better footwork than Andy Ruiz. And this guy is more accomplished than Andy Ruiz coming into the fight. And he takes that fight. What I saw was a high caliber, high class heavyweight fight. You hear people saying that fight went by fast. That's because we're not used to seeing the punch output, the skill set, the movement, and all that between heavyweight fighters. That I haven't seen a heavyweight fight that skilled, that talented, that tactical, that that high caliber in a long time. And then some people have the audacity to say to me, well, keep the same energy for Joshua that you had for Wilder. Who said that? I would if Joshua got knocked out or got beat so bad that his corner threw in the towel and he was never in the fight. Then I would say, yo, AJ, you got no chance in the rematch. Just step aside and let Usyk go on and fight. But that's not what I saw. I saw a close fight that Usyk pulled away with. And even on my cards, I had it 115-113. So I gave seven rounds to Usyk, five to AJ. So, um, and I thought Usyk pulled away from uh, the ninth round on. That's when Usyk won the fight. That's when Usyk, that's when Usyk, Usyk won the last four rounds. Clean sweep. That's what won him the fight on my card. So let's not act like it's the same thing. But this is where you get at. You got those you got those people coming from the woodwork acting like what happened to Joshua uh, is the same thing that happened to Wilder. It's not. You got them. You got you got people now acting like, oh, he was a hype job. Acting like Usyk didn't just put on a display of heavyweight skills we haven't seen in a long time, if not ever. Acting like. The guy they root for could beat Usyk. 
But we're going to get into that in, in, in a little bit later. But all I'm saying is Joshua has nothing to be ashamed of. If anything, I respect that man even more because he took the risk. He takes the risk. And people who said, oh, well, he didn't have to take the risk. The WBO ordered that fight. You know what he could have done? He could have vacated the belt. He would have had two more. He could have said, all right, fine. I'll just be fine with my IBF and my WBA. But he said, no, I'm going to take the challenge. And that matters because if Joshua vacates that belt, Mm -hmm. Usyk's now fighting Joe Joyce in a fight for that belt in which, I mean, G used to say that Joe Joyce will beat Usyk, but uh, we'll find out if he sticks to that a little bit later. Nah. <laughs> but wait, as a matter of fact, I think there's a bet on that fight. I think there is. There's I a bet is. on that fight. I think we need to re uh, reevaluate any bets prior to this. <laughs> nah, you are being held to those. Wait, Dollar Bill, do, don't you have a bet with G on Usyk versus Joe Joyce? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is a, this is a push-up bet, but oh, uh, G. G. <laughs> <laughs> five push-ups, I'm cool. You know what I'm saying? It, was a, it wasn't. It was 100. What? 4.75. I yeah, I know for a fact I didn't agree to that. I don't agree to things I can't do. So you know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, I and it was like it was like you can do it. But number we was like a hundred, and then you was like, I can't I'm do it. show send me the video where I agree to that, then I'll the bottom it. line is G, you you bet trill that uh Joe Joyce would be Usyk, and you're not off the hook for that. So <laughs> what if but Hey man, listen, man, listen. G's gonna try to scrub the internet. <laughs> that video's gonna be out of the box, bro. G's gonna delete the video. <laughs> what you talking about? What? <laughs> nah, but like, if we're, if we're being real, AJ could have vacated that belt. Usyk would have fought Joe Joyce for the belt. He wouldn't have made as much money. It wouldn't have been as big as an event. And, you know, by all accounts, he probably beats uh, Joe Joyce and he becomes the WBO champion, but he loses all that, all the flair, all the flash, all the money, all the status that he gained last night. Mm -hmm. And all that happened because Joshua was willing to take the risk. He didn't vacate the belt and didn't do, he said, yo, I'm going to uh, take the risk. And so, for me, the loss doesn't change my opinion on Joshua because it makes me respect him more. Because as someone who always say, I want these fighters to make the big fights, I want these fighters to make the best fights available, right? If I bash Joshua for a loss, then I'm being counterproductive to what I say I want to see. It's not about losing. It's how you lose. I say the same thing all the time. And I'll close with this. You see how I, how I, how I get at Wilder. If Wilder loses to Fury in, in, on October 9th, but he fights like a dog, I'm going to give him respect. But if he gets outclassed, then I'm just come in here and say that he was he was hyped job and he was hyped up. Wilder can prove a lot on October 9th. For, for me, it's not taking the L, it's how you lose. And that's why I've been saying to people who've been arguing with me, telling me that certain fighters ain't elite because they took a loss. If you're not elite because you took, if, if you're not elite, 
Um, because you took a loss, then Muhammad Ali's not elite. Sugar Shane Mosley's not Sugar elite. Sugar Shane Mosley's not elite. A lot of Pacquiao's yeah. not elite. A lot of these great fighters are not elite. And if you don't have a loss, it's most likely because you took no risk of fighting a style or someone who had a style that was difficult for you. And everyone knows what style is difficult for them in the gyms because you spar different styles or whatever. You understand. Being undefeated to me sometimes, like, yeah, Floyd Mayweather was undefeated. Floyd Mayweather fought every style. Floyd Mayweather fought the best out there. Whatever you trying to say about when he fought him, whatever, I don't want to hear it, man. He got in the ring with these guys, and they all had their chance to beat him. They couldn't do it. He's undefeated. But then you got other guys who have an undefeated record, and it's like, yeah, but you ain't really challenged nobody. You ain't really fight nobody. You ain't fight nobody else that was on the pound-for-pound list. For those of you who don't know, Usyk is on the pound-for-pound list. Anthony Joshua fought a man on the pound-for-pound list, and he lost to him. It happens. All right, so the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is what is the likelihood of Usyk beating Wilder R. Fury to become undisputed? And I'm going to turn this over to Trill. Actually, no, I'm going to turn over to Trill. I'm going to turn over to Gene first. Go ahead. I had a feeling he was going to do that. All right. I just feel like, you know, I just feel like you need to go before Trill right now. That's just how I feel. All right, let me preface this with, although I'm a wild No, Gene, we want the real <laughs> Yeah, y'all the real, but I have to say this because people feel Ukrainian like. Ukrainian soup. Ukrainian soup. Ukrainian soup. All right, hold on. Does that mean anything to you, G? He ain't got no power. Listen, listen, listen. Let me say this. Right hand of God. Listen, listen. See, wait, now you people at home are starting to realize because you say we picked on G. We watched G this Usyk for months on this show, right? <laughs> so now we're coming back at G, and then people are going to be like, they're picking on G. They're picking on G. G. Why are G? G? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right. <laughs> Likelihood. I, yo, all right. This is, let me just explain. Y'all got to walk with me. No, <laughs> yeah, I do. All right, first, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I do not believe Wilder or Fury will come into that fight against Usyk with the strategy that AJ did. I think those two gentlemen understand their size and they will use it to their advantage against a Usyk. But again, I am no clue G this week, so what do I know? I'm not saying Usyk isn't skilled, he proved to me this dude deserves to be in the heavyweight division, he's a heavyweight. Champion right now. Well, I hope so. Oh, I'm not even joking. I'm not even joking. And although you know you're a champion when you defend, but I'm pretty knock on wood. I'm just I want AJ to win. I really do, but I don't know how he's gonna do it in this short notice. But who knows? Maybe he get enough time to prepare. But when it comes to Fury, I already know Fury's just gonna put his weight on him. Fury's not gonna allow Usyk to to do what he was doing that he did to to AJ to Fury. It's just not happening. You know so. Uh, Usyk's going to have to come up with a whole new strategy for Fury. Now, with Wilder, right, the problem with, you know, obviously Wilder has a lot of flaws. But I think what separates Wilder from AJ, and I'm just being honest, Wilder's going to at least try to go for the kill. He's not going to, like, he's not going to do the 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 pity pats and the, the pawing and all that stuff. Wilder's going to try to take Usyk's head off, right? Now, will Wilder miss? Likely. But if Wilder connects, 
it could cause a lot of damage for Usyk, right? So I see Usyk outboxing Wilder. I don't necessarily see him outboxing Fury, but I do see Wilder actually knocking out Usyk. And I see Fury, like I don't see Fury losing at all to Usyk, me, me honestly. I, I'm just, I have to be real. I, it, it's going to be hard because like, like the skill sets that, that Fury provides in the ring, I, I think Usyk's going to think twice. I don't think he's going to take those um, those chances that he took with AJ against the Tyson Fury. He might do that with a Wilder, but I feel like Wilder, especially with the right hand, is faster than AJ. And so at any time Wilder pulls that trigger, it could be like it could be a problem for Usyk. So I think Usyk, and similar to what Usyk actually did with AJ, if you notice, he always went to AJ's jab hand, not to his right hand. He was smart to do that. Wilder seeing that fight, I hope Wilder will pay attention to that fight to be like, okay, I got to pivot with this guy if I want to land that right hand. Because if not, he's not going to land it. And Usyk showed that fight last night that he could stay away from AJ's dominant um, power hand. So, I don't know. I hope So, the likelihood of Usyk being Wilder is more likely than him beating Fury. But both Fury and Wilder have a good chance of beating Usyk. And I hope that makes sense. All right, we'll turn over to Dollar Bill. The likelihood is good. <laughs> the likelihood is good. Listen, we're definitely gonna um I don't and this is this is not an attack on my man G. Even though when we first that first ever discussion of Usyk, I remember we were sitting in the gym and we was both, you know, putting in that work. We both sat down. I thought this was gonna be a moment where me and G shared, like, you know. You know, that, that, that bonding moment, because we both tired, we both sweating, you know, just got through throwing the mitts and stuff. She looks over at me and he says, your man's food. <laughs> I thought we were going to have a bonding moment, you know? <laughs> but he had to remind me that my man Usyk was food. So, um, my bad. <laughs> trill. Let me just. G also said you tripping trill. Do you really believe that? <laughs> I didn't even know. I was like, Yo, stop it, man. Stop it. You really think this is gonna be AJ? I, I listen. Oh, man. Hey man, I can admit what I'm doing. <laughs> um, now though, so I'm just saying that told my was a draw. So I'm just saying. <laughs> Gee, don't um, come for me. Please don't come for me because I will ruin you right now. Don't play I'm ready to talk on this. Um, I'm ready to talk on this. The Wilder, he's a this is different for Wilder. This is not a guy that's a stationary target. This is somebody that is moving around. It's gonna be very, very difficult for Wilder to uh land that right hand on a on a guy like Usyk. With Fury, everybody talks about Fury's movement, but Fury's movement to me is not so much of his feet. It's just like his awkwardness as far as his um, his jerkiness and his um, uh, what was his what's the word? His feints, yeah, and his torso movement and feints and stuff like that. That's more of a Tyson Fury. I can honestly see Tyson Fury getting tripped up by Usyk, feet wise with Usyk's movement, 
there was this time in that fight where Usyk got his feet on the outside and did the, the Loma joint where we do in the gym. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where you hit and then you turn, and then when he turns, that punch is right there, right? I can see him doing that to Fury a lot and having Fury turn a lot. So I think the likelihood of him being able to be, because he's that talented. He is that talented. We're talking about the heavyweight Lowell Machenko when it comes to feet work. That's how I'm going to, I'm just going to put it out there. I'm going to say that. I think he's the, when it comes to feet work, he's the heavyweight Lowell Machenko. And the reason why I said that, and you know, and, and he's, it is really, really, really good. Last night, his manager said that he's been waiting for his Muhammad Ali moment, right? And he got it last night. That was his moment. He was looking. He's been waiting for his Muhammad Ali moment. And that was it last night. I believe that Usyk is that technically sound and that with his feet, man, I just, you have to marvel at this guy's feet. Yeah. I know you want to say that, oh, he was once a cruiserweight, but he's a heavyweight right now, and he's still moving like that. This guy, you know what I'm saying? He's going, I'm sorry to be just wasting time, but he's going to be trouble for all these guys. He's going to be trouble for all these guys. That's what I was trying to say. Like, if he actually beats AJ in the rematch, would Wilder or Fury actually take that fight for undisputed? I'm so curious to see if they'll do it. You know? It's been too much. It'll be too, it's just too much. It's just too much to want to do. I just see Tyson Fury like I called it. I see Tyson Fury uh, uh, fighting his mandatory and riding off in the If Usyk beats AJ the rematch, while or a Fury gonna fight you like, are you down for part four? It was like, damn, what Trill was saying. <laughs> Might happen now, you know? All right, what's up? We got an angry TBE. Get in there, TBE. All right, all right I'm going I'm to address this right away. All right, Usyk beating Wilder. What's the like, likelihood of Usyk beating Wilder? I'm going to say zero. I'm not going to say Wilder has an advantage. I'm just going to say there's 0% chance that Wilder would ever fight Usyk. You know, it's a different type of cruiserweight. This ain't a cruiserweight yeah. with like 18 losses. This is a different mm -hmm. type of cruiserweight. Yep. <laughs> well, Fury and Usyk, I say it's 50 50. I, I really believe their styles are very similar. This Usyk is very quick, but while um, Fury is very, he's a, more of a defensive heavyweight than an offensive. Yes, we saw him beating better. Wilder, because we know what Wilder is. Uh, what is it? Wild Wings? Uh, Dorito? Whatever. Whatever U.S. meal you want to call it. Whatever you enjoy for dinner on your pastime. That is Wilder. You want to mess up some fried chicken? Wilder. You want to eat a burger? Wilder. You know, it's good food. Fury knows Wilder is good food. He's comfort food. But when it comes to these two, I feel like they're <laughs> tired. <laughs> He's from Alabama, so he's Southern comfort food. Southern comfort. And you know, that's the food we like out here, man. But when it comes to Fury and Usyk, I feel like their styles mirror each other where they're 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 masters, they, they want to understand the sport. They won't they don't want to go out here and do it the hard way, they want to do it the smart way. So for me, 
it's gonna be it's gonna come down to decision. It's just gonna be a boxing match that we may find boring or we may find interesting, but we're gonna see a lot of head movement, a lot of good footwork. We're gonna see a lot of great technique. And not to say oh Fury versus AJ, Fury would be I feel like Fury made it made it may have got AJ in the first match, just like Usyk did. But I feel AJ just just likes to study the sport where he would readjust in the second match. But this is a match where it's just up in the air. It's a toss-up. It's a whoever comes well-prepared, whoever is lands cleaner, whoever ducks when they need to, dodges when they need to, hits when lands when they have to, and misses when they need um um avoid avoid the br brutal the brutal punishment of the sport. So for me, it's a toss up between um, Fury and um, Usyk, but Wilder, zero, zero chance he even steps in the ring. Right. Zero. Usyk zero. Into a fight. Don't interrupt me. I didn't interrupt you. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> zero chance. I'm not finished. Zero chance. Let me make a question. No. Zero. Zero. I got I'll you. put a big zero. You see this? That's big as my head, yo. Zero chance Wilder steps in the frame with Usyk after the uh, after October 10th. Do so you refuse to answer the question on the grounds that there's a zero percent chance that Wilder will step in the ring with Usyk? Yep. <laughs> Go ahead, Kaden. Uh, uh, hey, that's some sound logic to me. I um. What's funny to me is um, Usyk had a lot of disrespect going into the fight with AJ. People just acted like he was there to get steamrolled. And I couldn't understand it. And we all talk about it. I'm like, yo, I watch Usyk. I don't see what people are thinking. The only thing I can think of is some fighter's gift isn't as obvious as others. When you have a fighter who's knocking people out, it's easy to measure that that fighter's gift is their power because you see like, oh, this person knocks out 90% of the people they get in the ring with. When someone's gift is, you know, vit speed, like they're visibly faster, you can see the speed advantage because it shows like when you see them throwing punches and everything, you see how fast their hands are. But boxing IQ doesn't show up. It's not tangible. It's just in someone. So you can't really see that. Timing isn't something that really shows up to, to boxing heads, you know, boxing savants, people who watch boxing. You recognize a, a man or a woman with great timing. You recognize a fighter with great timing. But to people who, are, who don't watch the sport as well, they don't pick up on the fact that, like, man, this person's timing is amazing. Even when the person has great speed. Like Floyd Mayweather is ridiculously fast, but you don't know how fast his hands are because he never had to show it. His time is so good. As soon as bang, as soon as the opening up, bang, as soon as the opening up, bang. He doesn't need to like sit around and throw all that. He doesn't need to do that. Oh, and a polar opposite, George Joyce, slow as molasses, but his timing for some exactly he connect. You know what I mean? Exactly. Joe Joyce, I think, is an even better example because Floyd's speed can sometimes, even if there's a margin of error, can offset. Joyce timing is so good that despite him being slow, he still put hands on these dudes. You understand? Because his timing is that good. And but that's something that doesn't show up. Like that's not something that's not as obvious. 
And the thing with Usyk is so many of his gifts don't show up to the novice observer or the casual observer because they just see him doing certain things and they're like, yeah, he's not knocking no one out though. His hand speed doesn't look blinding. And then you see him fight Joshua and you're like, yo, the dude is super fat because he had to be. That's the fight where he had to utilize it. Fighting Chizora, he didn't have to utilize it. It was to his benefit not to. He just needed Chizora to come in like a wild bull so he can pick him apart. So that's what he did. Against AJ, he had to utilize his speed more. This is what boxing IQ does. That's every time I watch, if you, if I knew Usyk was that fast. I've seen him use his hand speed before. I mean, you remember, uh, why am I going to name people? But there was this one person who, like, they were telling him, he wanted to spar me, and they were like, yo, he's super fast. And he was watching me, like, hit the mitts and do other stuff in the bag. When I don't do anything, he was like, oh, he don't look that fast. Then when we got in the ring, I couldn't I could not touch him. And then he was like, I didn't know he was that fast. And everyone was like, what are we trying to tell you? I don't know every punch as fast as I can. What? I look like a moron, you know? But, like, what I'm trying to explain to you is Usyk. Is that guy? He does what he needs to do to win. That's why he's 19 and 0. And the unified heavyweight champion of the world, former cruiserweight, undisputed cruiserweight champion of the world, former Olympic gold medalist. I just think a lot of what Usyk does in there isn't understood by people who don't understand boxing at an advanced level. And I think that's why, like, some people look at Usyk and be like, "Yo, he, I don't, I don't see it in him." Well, guess what? He's a beast. Wilder, power. That's his gift with the right hand. It's true. I think Wilder's going to go in there with a mindset that he's going to take Usyk's head off. And I, I'm not necessarily certain that Anthony Joshua went in there with that mindset. However, unlike Anthony Joshua, Wilder doesn't have the same technical skills that Anthony Joshua has. So if that power fails... Usyk's peppering him up with a hell of a lot more than he was able to touch Joshua with. Fury, on the other hand, I've seen him in fights with Otto Valine where I felt like it was closer than it had to be. He's with um, Sugar Hill Stewart now. And I think even Fury learned what I'm saying to Joshua in that fight with Valine, which is I got to fight big. I got to be the big guy. I need to go to a guy who's going to teach me how to fight like a heavyweight, who's going to teach me how to win these fights as a heavyweight. Um, and so I still have to say Usyk, I think, would be in trouble with Tyson Fury. I think Tyson Fury, at this moment, I think Tyson Fury would be his biggest threat. Um, I think his second biggest threat is the rematch. And then I think Wilder is a threat with his right hand, but I just see Usyk boxing circles around Wilder. I said it before, I say it again. I think Usyk box, boxes, boxes circles around Wilder and decides if he wants to knock him out or not later. Um, so to me, that's it. The likelihood of him becoming undisputed, I say the odds probably go to about 50% if he can get past uh, Anthony Joshua. He's a good chance as anyone if he can beat Anthony Joshua in the rematch. That's going to be a, probably one of his toughest fights to meet is the rematch with Anthony Joshua. So now that Usyk shook up the heavyweight division, we are asking the question, who are your top five heavyweights? 
And I'm curious to find out who the TBE has as his top five heavyweights in the division. Top five dead or alive. Now you're on mute. <laughs> no, uh, alive, you know, man, and live, alive. Alive, alive. alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mike Tyson's alive, right? Lennox Lewis. Let me play. Let me stop playing. Top five right now in the heavyweight that I got. I gotta go with my man. It's it's a it's a toss up right now. I know I'm going with Usyk number one because he did he did the uh, unbelievable last night. Like we was talking all the trash against the against this man. He came in and was like, "Yo, I box yo." Like you ever meet that man? Like yo, yo, I I guard you. I I beat you in basketball. He'd be like, "Yo, I play ball." Like, I ball. A ball is life. Like, boxing is life. You, you see, football, this is this is the type of people you got to worry about. Tennis is life. Golf is life. Boxing is life. Basketball is life. Football is life. Sports is life to them. If it's life to them, don't mess with that person. So, Usyk, number one right now. I got to go Tyson Fury because he still got that belt. I then I got to go my man AJ because AJ, you know, he fought, he fight older bad boys in the division. Then I had to go Dillian. Well, you got AJ at number two? Number three. Oh. Number three. AJ at number three, Fury at number two. Usyk at number one. Number four, Dillian White, because that man is a bad man. He's maximum violence for real. Number five, I got to go Luis Ortiz. Because he's grandfather time. He's been part of this. No, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. You know it's Deontay Wilder. Um, you know, he got the right hand. Yeah, I just want to mess with G real quick. I want to see if he's going to give me that crazy reaction. You know, but Deontay, you got this third fight coming up in two weeks. Two weeks, yo. I'm, I got your retire. I'm funding your retirement party. Like, we're going to have <laughs> retirement party by the TV. See me invite. I got you. You're more than welcome. You I'm got VIP, Kaden. You got VIP, True. You got VIP, G. You got waiting line. I'm gonna be real with you. This Wilder's retirement party is going down in two weeks. I'm gonna create the flyer and it's popping, baby. Let's get it, yo. But Wilder, you number five. All right. <laughs> I um, we're gonna go with Conspiracy G, man. What's your uh, top five heavyweights in the division? All right. Um, in order, right? Or just just start from five. Five. All right, five. I got Dillian White. You know, um, he takes on good competition. However, he just hasn't been a champion as of yet. You know, but great resume. Uh, number four, surprisingly, I have Deontay Wilder. He did lose to Fury, and the other guys I feel are more accomplished above Deontay Wilder at heavyweight. Number three, uh, Tyson Fury. Obviously, he uh, beat uh, Deontay Wilder in. Impressive fashion, and he was the first one to end the 10-year reign of Klitschko. Number two, I have Anthony Joshua, former undisputed, I mean unified champion, excuse me. And so, you know, he's he's a poster child of the division. You know, he's done a lot for the heavyweight uh division, but unfortunately, he he lost to the wild card last night, Alexander Usyk, who I have as number one. Because of his impressive victory last night, um, he, you know, he catapulted, he catapulted to number one. And you know me, I, if you asked me this like just two days ago, I would have been like, hey, Ukrainian soup. So yeah. I just want to be clear: you have a souped-up fighter at number one. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was wrong for one. 
if he was a bowl of soup, that's the hardiest bowl of soup. <laughs> We didn't like too much trill. See, you just saw it right there. I noticed that too when you said you scored the fight 113 one try. I was like, man, I just wanted to show you that I had the same scorecard too. So I was like, it's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's more so number one, Usyk, number two, AJ, number three, Fury, number four, Wilder, number five, White. Gee, you are the spokesman for Ukrainian chunky soup, yo. That's crazy. Yeah, watch your mouth. Listen. Uh, Gee's the spokesperson for humble pie. you got you got you got the uh, you got the you got the thing that the dude made. Oh shoot! You know what? Let me show love. Let me show love. <laughs> uh, yellow cars, yellow yeah. cars. Yeah, yeah, man. This guy. Hold on, hold on. Let me just pull it up real quick. Yo, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. I'll pull it up while I'm just. All right, yo. While G's pulling that up, Trill Dog, go tell us who you got. Uh, oh no, I, I I actually really really love G's list, and I thought it was it, I was fine. I was really really okay with that, but I wanted to throw an honorable mention in, and because I agree with G's list, I have Usyk. Uh, AJ Fury, Deontay Wilder, and and Dillian White, but I gotta mention my man for honorable mention, Michael Hunter. I gotta give him honorable mention. A man. All right. Ooh, you got it, G. Yeah, hold on. I just had it. Where'd it go? Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. I, I got you. It's right here. Hold on. That's crazy, though, bro. Like when I was looking at when you was talking about the scorecard and I look, I was like, damn, we had the same scorecard going into the 10th round in 95, you know what I'm saying? And then it was like, those last ones he pulled away is at 115, 113. Nah, so, that's that's the the now, now, here's a, uh, who, what's that? Right. Oh yeah, I see. These at Mr. Yellow sixty two. Uh, he made this meme. Here's, here's Trill Dollar Bill holding a pie and it says Ukrainian soups off the menu. Have a slice. <laughs> 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 you made that for G. Oh man, y'all should sit in that too. <laughs> I put that on the shirt. <laughs> 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 Gee, that's right, so humbled. <clears throat> my uh, top five at heavyweight at number five, I have the bronze bomber Deontay Wilder. At number four, I have the destroyer Andy Ruiz. I feel like Andy Ruiz is a guy who um, has one L, and it's to Anthony Joshua. He he also pulled off the upset heard around the world at Madison Square Garden. And yeah. I feel like he gets overlooked a lot um, in, 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 in these ratings. But when you look at it, I mean, Andy Ruiz is solid. You know, first uh, champion of Mexican descent to become a heavyweight. Uh, first uh, per, uh, fighter of heavy, uh, Mexican descent to become heavyweight champion. You got to give him props for that. So I got Andy Ruiz at four. The reason why I have Andy Ruiz at four over Deontay Wilder is I believe Andy Ruiz has – Better a better victory than Deontay Wilder. His best victory is better than Deontay Wilder's best victory. One beat Anthony Joshua, the other beat Luis Ortiz. That's why I have um, Andy Ruiz over Deontay Wilder. Um, at three, I have Anthony Joshua. Anthony Joshua's coming off a loss. He lost to Andy Ruiz. 
He lost to Alexander Usyk. Um, I respect him taking those challenges, and that's why I have him rated over Ruiz and Wilder even after a loss. However, Tyson Fury is undefeated as well, and he has some claim to he has a claim to lineal. He he defeated Vladimir Klitschko after he's the he's the one who defeated Vladimir Klitschko and ended his ten year reign. And he's also the one who came back and beat Deontay Wilder. So I feel like that earned him the slot at number two. And at number one in the heavyweight division, I have Alexander Usyk. And to be clear, the reason why I have Alexander Usyk over Tyson Fury is because I believe to be the man, you got to beat the man. And he did that last night. And Anthony Joshua's resume, to me, is better than Tyson Fury's when you look at the victories and the names that he has on his resume. I don't need to go through them. You know them all. And Usyk went in his third fight at heavyweight and beat the guy who's been cleaning out the division. So uh, for me, to be the man, you got to beat the man. Usyk beat the man. That makes him the man. He's the man who got four belts, well, three major titles, but still four belts in just three fights at the heavyweight division. Former undisputed at the cruiserweight division where he's beaten. So for me, I gotta put my man, the pride of the Ukraine, Alexander Usyk at number one. Ukrainian soup, yo. If Usyk ever wear that shirt, European fighters. Okay, you're gonna see a big. I'm trying to say a big wave coming through of these Eastern European fighters. If you wanted, if you don't think that these guys is really good, just see what they're doing with the records that they have. See all these things they're accomplishing with these, these little bit of records. These guys have been fighting for a while. These guys have been fighting for a while over there, and they've been really fighting each other. They've been really, really training hard and really fighting hard. That's why you see Alexander Usyk being undisputed and being unified heavyweight champion with only 19 fights. You see him with um, Lomachenko was able to come, even though he lost in the, the, the gold and fight for in the second uh, fight here to go fight for a title. You know what I'm saying? These guys are really, really, really good. And that's why they compete on this high level with these. Go ahead, my brother. No, I'm sorry. No, you, brought, you brought up a good point. There's also something to think about. Usyk's 34. Josh was 31. And you look at um, Vasily Lomachenko, he's around that age as well. I think like 32, 33. These guys are staying, like, perfecting their craft before they turn pro. Like, they're actually going out and perfecting their craft, learning their craft, and then they're turning pro. Whereas you take AJ, for example, it was like, yeah, he he, he was amateur for a little bit, but then he turned professional Mm -hmm. early, and then he's learning on a job. You take even a guy like Deontay Wilder, you know, a part of uh, the reason for him fighting a lot of these people who we deem to be like, you know, hands was he's learning on the job. And so maybe it would benefit to like not rush these guys in the pro ranks just for money and actually give them a chance to perfect their craft. So I think that was like another brilliant point. That the way that they're going about it with the Eastern European fighters compared to say the UK and the US. Yeah, but uh those Eastern European fighters get paid to fight as amateurs. We don't do that here in the States. That's the problem. You know what I mean? If we actually pump money into the amateur like circuits and in the Olympics, yeah, we we might see more guys more willing to, you know, develop more before they go pro. But over here, pros where the money's at. 
So, yeah, their programs is, is totally different and it's harder over there. That's why these guys is coming over here well prepared, well disciplined. Like you don't, these guys ain't going out partying when they come over here. When they get off that plane and they land here, all it is is. What intro? Sorry, you brought up another great point that made me think of something else. <laughs> Usyk wins the title and shouts out his wife and brings up the fact that he's uh, this is twelve year anniversary. Some uh, someone else wants to fight and say, "Where the at? Where the girls at?" <laughs> the next topic we're going to discuss on Boxing Bros is Plant wants the world to know that his slap connected with Canelo Alvarez because immediately after people were saying that he missed, he went to social media to make it known that he did not. Let's take a look at what Caleb Plant had to say. All right, so as you can see, this is the picture he posted, and you see his fingertips uh, making contact with Canelo, and Plant wrote, missed my ass, F-U-B, with the middle finger emojis, and, you know, uh, you know, it's possible we could take this personally because maybe he was talking to us. But um, he went even further. He posted another video, I mean, another he made another post with these pictures that depict him landing a slap on Canelo. And as you can see, Canelo right there. And then we'll move to the next picture. As you see right there. And then we'll move to the next picture. He makes it look like he's showing. <laughs> it makes it look like yeah, uh, Canelo got done. Cut it out. Cut it out. Cut it out. Come on. Oh, my goodness. He makes it look like he slapped him. But uh, Swift Jarrett Heard, um, the fighter Swift Jarrett Heard was there, and um, he also posted from his vantage point what he saw, and it's actually it's actually like a video um, that's on loop, so it's on it's just a continuous loop, and if you look at the continuous loop, it tells a different story, and so here's that loop. It's far away. If you see the loop. It looks like that's nah, not far away. Canelo already counted. He already moved out the way. Yeah, it, yeah, it didn't even touch him. And this is uh, Jared Hurd. He's in the front row. If you uh, let me slide down here, uh, Swift Jared Hurd. He wrote, "This is going to be my view watching from my seat front row on November 6th with the popcorn." And so, if you're looking at the swing. There's, it looks, doesn't look like he connected. And even if his fingertips connected the way he's trying to make it look, right, it definitely is not the reason Canelo's head turned. It would be because Canelo rolled with the slot. So anyway, moving on, and I'm going to turn it to Trill Dollar Bill first. What is your reaction to Plant posting these uh, pictures trying to depict and, and basically trying to let everyone know that he connected and he slapped Canelo Alvarez. At first, I'm going to say the picture looked photoshopped. That's what it is. And he had to stay face. You know why he had to stay? And I'm not even mad for him getting his cousins to photoshop that. I'm not even mad. You know what I'm saying? Because I seen a picture, you know, of Abraham Lincoln before he did the uh, Gettysburg address and how he was distraught over all the soldiers who lost their lives 
If you go look at Caleb playing after he got slapped up by Canelo, his head was down. <laughs> and he had the symbol of pose <laughs> of A when he was uh down. And uh and I could see why his pride, his pride. Then you go on the internet and everybody's saying you can't win. He had to do something. Sugar pants had, I mean, sweet hands had to do something. <laughs> Especially when you feel like he had that, he's holding it over his eye like, there's no way I can win. I lost already. So I can understand. And then when you go out your way to do this, your plan. You're going to need more than Ward to help you. I get it. There was a there's, there was a language, bear, something with the language bearer or something that was, you know. But um, like I said before, and I'm going to say this again. The reason why I'm not giving you one chance in this fight was the same reason why I wouldn't give you a chance against Benavidez. Because it proved to me at this press conference your face cannot hold up. It ain't hold up to a Canelo pimp slap. What do you think it's going to do with a Canelo punch? You guys, you see when you try to hit Canelo, that pull counter, that's no boxing, no life. You guys haven't been preparing yourselves to go against a no boxing, no life. And that's y'all fault over there. Y'all was too busy trying to protect them O's and get more O's that y'all forgot to learn how to perfect your craft. And, and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Caleb. <laughs> Looking very distraught. Looking very distraught. <laughs> Looking very distraught. Thank you. So, you. You got the flu again. I just want to say one thing, though. You can't compare Canelo to Lincoln because that was honest A. And what he's doing is <laughs> oh, I was just saying the sad look on his face. I can say I remember the similarities from the beard and you know, the, the sad look on his face. Yo. <laughs> Caleb Plant. Y'all, if I was him, he was thinking about backing out of that fight. <laughs> That's what that had to cross his mind. <laughs> he looked really sad. I'm, I just don't want to keep saying the same thing, but he looked really, really sad. You know what I'm saying? When he got slapped up by Canelo, you know, like you should have just kept it boxing, talk your trash. I know it's a language bearer, uh, barrier there. You know, Canelo thought you were saying something about his mother. You know, um, look. <laughs> Plant, you guys over there at PBC, not the welterweights, but the other guys, you guys are not going to be able to fight a guy like Canelo because y'all haven't put yourself in a position to fight a guy like Canelo because y'all are too busy worried about protecting O's instead of fighting each other so y'all can prepare yourself to sharpen your iron so y'all can be in there so y'all can compete with a guy like Canelo that's no boxing, no life. What are y'all going to do? Keep saying, oh, you're a cheater, you're a cheater. Well, this cheater's about to bash one side of your face to the other side of your face and pass that urine test. 
You know what I'm saying? So what are y'all gonna keep bringing up? Like, oh, middle school. I remember middle school. You did this. You did that. You gotta bring up some. Yeah, right, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Okay, all right. Let's just say whatever he did, whatever he did. All right, he got his term for it. We're we gonna keep convicting him for it. That's what we're gonna do. That's what we're gonna keep bringing up. Some we're supposed to be people, right? Where you do something wrong and and you get your term for it, right? You're supposed to, you know, you did it. You did your term, right? You get a clean slate now, right? You're gonna keep bringing up some and bringing up some. This guy is breaking ribs, arms, everything, and he's passing tests. Stop worrying about some things in the past and worried about the present. And that's preparing yourself for Canelo, because that's the guy that's gonna be in front of you. That guy that just pieced you up, that you had a photo camera That's the guy to be the guy that's gonna be in front of you. You know what I'm saying? And and that's who you're gonna have to deal with. So stop worrying about bringing all this. Oh, Valdez, you talking about another man? Y'all mm. talking about another man? Worry about no boxing, no life. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Oh, gee. Um, yeah. I, where I disagree with Trill is I don't believe that that image that Plant showed was photoshopped at all. I think that was a that was an accurate image, but the angle is deceiving. Canelo in that image was already in like motion of moving his head, preparing for the counter. So. From that angle, it looks like his fingertips are brushing on Canelo's cheek. But let's just be real, man. If we talking about a slap, that <laughs> was the palm. I should know. I'm telling y'all right now. I was the Mattapan slap boxing champ. You know what I'm saying? I used to <laughs> <laughs> elementary and middle school. I used to like fire on dudes, man. So the fact that he's claiming fingertips, I'm like, come on, fam. You, you can't claim fingertips. You know, like. But I understand why. Yo, people were violating him, man, including us, man. So, you know, he's just like, yo, I can't I can't be looking like a fool in these streets. This ego got in the way. So then he started fishing for more pictures, finding pictures that painted narrative. So I'm not I'm not really like I'm not really like bugged out about it. I'm just like, yo, man, I get it, man. You just trying to maintain your image, whatever, for this fight. But to me, it's clear as day. Canelo got the best of that exchange. <laughs> yeah, bro, and me, it's, and I don't want to mention any channels or anything, but it's it's shocking to me that people could say, can uh, Plant slap the dog-ish out of Canelo? That was wild. I'm like, am I not watching the same video? You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just like, go, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I thought Trump was going to say something. Oh, no, 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 bro. I said when you're number one, yeah, yeah, man. So yeah, it's true. Like again, I get it, yo. Sometimes I hold I hold the top to a different standard. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, if you want to say that was a, a, a open palm slap because a fingertip may have brushed my man's chin, hey, I guess, man. Congratulations. But to me, that ain't no slap, bro. That clearly was an attempt at slapping Canelo, and Canelo responded with a two piece. That violated your face. So I don't know, man. But I do respect Caleb Plant for you know trying to um, defend his his honor, I guess, on the uh, internet street. But uh, yeah. I need the T B E. Listen, Plant, 
you may have grazed them thinking you did impactful damage, but you you it was like a slight touch that at most. At the end of the day, I'm not even gonna get into the slapping nonsense because we saw your face, we saw the blood, and we you don't you ain't you and we saw your glasses. You don't have them glasses no more. So at the end of the day, Caleb, you can say what you want to say, and we see the footage, we see, we know the results. You swung and you got swung on. And that's it. Caleb, focus, get in the gym, do what you gotta do, because at the end of the day, Canel gonna get on that. He's gonna put his paws, claws all in that. Pause. Yeah, I was like, whoa. <laughs> I just randomly decided to do this and just do some quick search. Rather than talk about this slap, which is completely irrelevant, I kind of just want to do this. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, here is CNN. This is a this is from CNN and it says Balco fast facts. Now, if you don't know what Balco is, Balco is uh, Victor Conti's uh, doping company that he used to run. So, CNN here's a here's a look at Balco, the lab that provided steroids to several professional athletes, including baseball player Barry Bonds and track and field star Marion Jones. The Balco scandal began as two separate independent investigations, one by federal agents in California looking into Balco and one by investigators for the U.S. anti-doping agency working on a tip from an anonymous source. Balco stands for Bay Area Laboratory Cooperative. And so here's a timeline. It says uh, on August 2002, Federal agents began investigating Balco, a California lab suspected of selling banned performance enhancing drugs to athletes. June 2003, the USDA receives an anonymous tip from an undetectable designer, uh, <clears throat> an anonymous tip that an undetectable designer steroid is being distributed by Victor Conti, founder of Balco. The tipster sent the USDA a syringe filled with the steroid. The tipster is later identified as Trevor Graham, the former coach of runners Marion Jones and Tim Montgomery. <clears throat> Excuse me. September 2003, Balco offices are raided by agents of the Internal Revenue Service and a San Mateo County Narcotics Task Force also raided is the home of Greg Anderson, a personal trainer for Barry Bonds. October 16, 2003, the USDA announces it has uncovered a doping conspiracy involving previously undetectable steroids used by track and field athletes. October 23, 2003, a grand jury investigation into Balco begins. Dozens of high-profile athletes are subpoenaed to testify during the investigation, uh, <clears throat> 2004, I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know what month, but in 2004, Jones files a two, a, a, a Jones files a 25 million defamation lawsuit against Conti, accusing him of trying to destroy her career and reputation when he said he supplied her with performance enhancing drugs. The lawsuit is settled out of court for an undisclosed amount of money. So understand this, Conti settled on a lawsuit with an athlete he was working with because she sued him for saying that he tried to destroy her career and reputation. 
when he said that he supplied her with performance enhancing drugs. And remember, it's her camp that that sent these um, samples to the government saying that like he was giving her an undetectable steroid. So I'll keep reading now. Um, February 12, 2024, Conti, Baco executive, James uh, Valente, Anderson, and track coach Remy uh, uh are indicted on charges of money laundering, fraud, and possession with the intent to distribute steroids. The following day, all of the defendants plead not guilty. December 2nd, 2004. The San Francisco Chronicle begins revealing secret grand jury testimony from several major baseball players, during which some of the baseball players admit to steroid use. Barry Bond testified that he used a, substance, a substance given to him by Anderson, but that he, Bonds, did not know they were steroids. Snack, 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 snack. All right. Um, December 3rd, 2004, uh, U.S. Attorney Kevin Ryan requests a formal investigation into who is leaking grand jury testimony to reporters. Uh, July 15, 2005, Conti and Anderson plead guilty to distribution and money laundering. Uh, Valente pleads guilty to steroid distribution. All right. So uh, we'll go July 29, 2005, Corchimini pleads guilty to reduce charges. He is later sentenced to one year of probation. October 18, 2005, Conti is sentenced to four months in prison and four months house arrest. Anderson is sentenced to three months in prison and three months house arrest. Valenti receives probation. Excuse me. Um, Troy Ellerman, former attorney for Conti, admits to showing the grand jury testimony to a San Francisco Chronicle uh, Ellerman pleads guilty to four felonies, including contempt of court and obstruction of justice. All right. Ellerman is sentenced to two and a half years. All right. Jones pleads guilty. We really get we want to get the uh, Conti stuff in here with this time. All right. All right. Anyways, <clears throat> athletes involved, not comprehensive. We'll just go to boxing. Sugar Shane Mosley admitted he knowingly took steroids provided by Balco. Now, reason why I decided to go into all of that is because you keep hearing about Canelo Alvarez. You keep hearing about uh, the fact that he tested positive for clenbuterol. And it's coming from a guy, Caleb Plant, who takes and promotes supplements from a man who was known for providing undetectable steroids to his athletes, numerous athletes around major sports. In addition to that, he actually settled when one of those athletes sued him, saying that he was trying to uh, defame her character based on the way that he presented her. So with all that being said, how can anyone accuse or hop on the fact that Canelo tested positive for clenbuterol, right, and incite this and be so up in arms about this, but excuse Caleb Plant for taking supplements that are provided to him by Victor Conti. A man with a history of providing people with steroids, undetectable steroids to be the test. Victor Conti himself said just because a fighter test, uh, doesn't test positive for a banned substance doesn't mean the fighter's not using the banned substance. Mm -hmm. So according to Victor Conti, even a clean test doesn't clear you. 
all the things he's saying in, in his history, you would think the people would be more upset with Caleb Plant working with Victor Conti. You think people would be more skeptical of Caleb Plant working with Victor Conti, but all I keep hearing about is Canelo Alvarez. And then you want to say that, or some people say our channel's being hypocritical because we don't call out Canelo. Well, how about this? You're being hypocritical because you're only telling one side of the story, which is that Canelo wants test positive for clenbuterol, and you're ignoring the fact that there are several fighters working with a man who's known for producing an undetectable steroid, which athletes were using across a majority of major sports, and the only reason he got busted is because someone blew the whistle on him. Who's to say he's not doing that right now? And who's to say Caleb Plant isn't on all the PEDs and all the undetectable joints in the world right now? And Canelo's really the one about to fight a man who's juiced to the gills. You see what I'm saying? It's crazy. So I figured it'd be more fun to use my time for that. So No, no, I thought that that was really dope that you you did that. And I'm sitting here thinking, yo, it's so crazy. Yo, it's, it's yo, you know what it is with boxing bros? We so real, right? You got to come up with something. Like, you got to come up. Like, no, no, this is how I see it. Like, it's four of us. We don't always agree. You got four different, but people, they got to find something. Like, yo, these brothers are so real. We're finding something. This is a whole Canelo channel. No. Like, yo, bro, y'all don't haven't been recognizing what we've been doing here. This is what's special about boxing bros. Like, we call it, like, how we see it, we call it right down the middle. If Canelo does something wrong, we're going to say, Canelo, you did something wrong. But we're not just going to hate on him for being number one. We're just not going to do it. You see, G, he was sitting here calling Usyk all types of food. But once Usyk went in there and, and proved what he was able to do, G came in and had no problem telling y'all, I was wrong. This is what boxing, this is this, this is what you're getting. You're not getting some guys begging you guys for money. You're getting guys that really generally is coming to you. We're on, we got other things going on. We got real life, but we coming to you giving you our opinions. We're not always right. That's what we say. We're giving you our un, 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 unbiased opinion on this sport that we love so much. And that's boxing. That's all we're doing. We're not always going to be right. Like, you ain't always going to be right. Opinions is like everybody has one. <laughs> and you know what I'm saying? So stop. Just, 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 I want y'all to just realize that y'all getting something special here. We're not being pulled to this way or pulled to this way. We're not paying for this, paying for that. Nobody's coming here giving us money so we talk for this or talk for that. Nah, we're just keeping it 100%. And that's what's wrong with some of y'all. Y'all want people to go in and, and, and go for your opinion and bedrag on what you're saying. No, we're just going to keep it 100 we're not, this ain't no no channel where we're baiting for one person. We're not, uh, this ain't a, a, a PBC channel or match. No, this is a real channel. And that's what you're getting. You know what I'm saying? That's what you're getting. You're getting brothers as being real, 100, 100% real with you. We wrong. We got no problem saying we wrong. But y'all do. Because I've never heard nobody come in the comment session and apologize. So let's just keep it 100 across the board. 
And y'all witnessing something special here. Like my brother was saying, y'all witnessing something special here. So stop saying that just because we don't go with your narrative doesn't mean that we are fanboying for somebody else. We just come in and just giving you our opinion. That's all it is. My brother. No, I, I, that sums it up. I, I just basically felt like I thought that was so thing to me, you know, you push, you whatever, it got physical. But this whole PD's talk to me, Caleb Plants getting the biggest pass in the world. Mm-hmm. I would love people to hold his feet to the fire and say, why are you working with a man known for providing athletes across numerous sports undetectable steroids? And why are you doing Devin that? Also, Devin Haney. And exactly. And you Devin's not talking. Now he, was, now he was talking. He was. He was talking. He was talking. Oh, Ryan Garcia and all the whole team. I can pull up pictures of Devin from two years ago and compare it to him now, and he looks a lot more ripped yeah, and a lot stronger. I can do the same for Caleb. We want to play this game. We can play this game. But my point is let's be objective about it and let's be real. Who has a man convicted for providing undetected steroids on their team. The name's not Canelo Alvarez. That's all I'm saying. Damn, people hate it when you're oh, on man. top. They hate it's lonely at the top. Please like and subscribe. Let us know how you feel in the comment section. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. And please check out our podcast on all major streaming services. I just want to let everybody know that Phantom's album, you got to go get it right now. Phantom's album is out right now on all streaming services. Please go get that right now and go check out his video. Walk with me is on YouTube right now. Please go and get that right now. I'm the commissioner, Trill Dollar Bill. That's you also got to tell him about my nephew, cuz. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Zombie dropped uh, uh, his video facts too. That's out on on YouTube too. Yep, yep. Go check that out. Um, you know what it is? It's the Commissioner Trill Dollar Bill. That's no clue, G. That's the TVE, and that's my brother Kane, and always keeping it a hundred. And you know who we are? We the Boxing Bros. Ukraine, I love you.